Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Tuesday show. My name is James Chen, and I am joined once again by Mr. Ultra David and Mr. Tubaware. How are you guys doing? I am doing great. I've played Mortal Kombat today. I played Gunfire Whoa. Reborn yesterday. I played Guilty Gear over the weekend. It's been a good time. Oh, I, I Metroid Dread, of course. I've been having a great time with that. So yeah, I'm doing well. How about you, Tubbo? Uh, you know, I'm 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 swell. I did a lot of those things that you did minus Mortal Kombat. I don't I don't play that one, but the rest of them played all those. Feeling great. I see you're here as a representative from Stark Industries, so congratulations on that one. Uh, well, you know. Here's what we're going to be talking about. As you can see on the right, we're going to be talking about the Strive patch. Guilty Gear Strive has some changes. You may have heard about that. We'll give our thoughts. We'll talk about that for a while. We're going to have guest coach Steve on here. going to be pretty cool. He's a cool dude. We'll have a lot to talk about. We have a bunch of 5-5 matchups to get through. We were submitted a ton, and a lot of them are good ones, so we're going to give a bunch of time to that. We also have some other game news to talk about. There's tournament results to talk about. Uh, there's sadder stuff to talk about as well, as we'll get to later on uh, with the loss of a couple community members. And um, we have a big mailbag as well. Uh, so let's get to the first topic. Ba-bam! Up here on the side. Guilty Gear Strive had a patch. What? No way. It did. It, <laughs> it, 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 it. They even said that they were going to have an October patch like months ago. What? You didn't oh, hear about that? Wow. wow. Wild. Uh, anyway, yeah, they announced what the patch notes were. Then the patch came out. What do you guys uh, think before we sort of go into the details? Do you, have a, do you have an overall feeling of how the patch is so far? Well, David, what I think is that after the show, everybody should go to our YouTube page and listen to my video on patch note etiquette. Because many of you out there have no patch note etiquette. But now that we're past the note stage, we play the patch. Say whatever you want. Go bonkers. Uh, my, my first feeling on the patch is it's exciting. <laughs> it's, it, it feels like a new game, honestly. I mean, the soul bad guy you played four months ago is not the soul bad guy you paid to play today. That's you know, the, the Faust you played four months ago is not the Faust you're going to play today. And you can go down the whole roster basically and say that. Um, so it's, it, yeah, that's, that's my like knee jerk. First reaction is it, it's really exciting. The way that I've described the patch to, to others, um, I feel like they took the training wheels off. Like, I feel mm. like that there was this game here, but we were playing it all on training wheels. And then they were like, all right, you're good enough now. Let's take these off. Go. Because I really feel like the game has gotten wilder. And I'm just absolutely ecstatic that the patch was largely buffs. <laughs> you know, yeah. that it was mostly buffs. I mean, again, we just saw uh, a lot of situations where, you know, again, I hate saying it because it sounds like I'm talking smack, but Grand Blue, the first patch, you know, when it came out, took away a lot of the fun. Uh, but that did not happen with this one. So, you know, a lot you. more routes on the air combos, for example, uh, and just characters getting opened up. I mean, Faust is a beast now, you know, and, you know, obviously some people are complaining about some of the nerfs to characters like chip players and axle players I've been hearing are sad, but... You know, I still think they're still pretty strong. We'll see after you know time, after time moves on and such. But it seems like that Arxis is being pretty responsive to 
what the general impressions are because it feels like the characters that needed a lot of love got a lot of love. And even characters that needed love and got love didn't get that much more love. Like Eno, right? She became super strong after the first patch and now they were like, you know what? <laughs> She's fine. So they didn't do much to her. And so, I don't know. I just feel like it's a really aware and, and there's some of the, like... I'll talk about my favorite change in that patch. I mean, I think we we were asked that question last week, but I, I do know what my favorite change is about the patch, but I'll, I'll save that for a little bit later. So Yeah, we'll get into the details shortly, but my initial impression of it is definitely positive. And this is as somebody whose main character did get some nerfs, one of the characters who, who got <laughs> nerfs in Axel. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I have a positive view of the patch overall. It's It's, obviously, there are changes to the game, Right, both in characters and in terms of how some of the system mechanics works, but it's also like the same game anyway, yes. right? Mm -hmm. And I am cool with that. I like that. Like, I liked how the game was. Again, some of the things changed, but I liked how the game was, and it's still like largely that game, and I'm happy about that. Um, they have like an idea about how they want the game to go. It's to be a high damage game. You're not to be given that many defensive tools. You just try to figure things out in the middle and. That's that's the kind of game that I enjoy. It's not exclusively the only kind of game that I enjoy, but I do enjoy that kind of game. So I, I'm happy about it. I really like that that happened. And and while they, again, like they did have some nerfs, they had some buffs to characters. I feel that it's a reasonably well balanced situation. I mean, maybe some of them aren't the ones that I would have necessarily picked uh, to get some buffs, but especially <laughs> given given the history, I would say that people have identified for Arxis, um, in the sense that they sometimes will will make changes that people think are pretty weird uh, in terms of character, balance, character balance. I don't really feel that way. Like, if they're not... Yeah. They are not game-ruining choices, you know what I mean? Like, they're not they're not choices that make characters the ones that you need to play. They didn't they didn't vitiate anybody. So I'm, I'm happy about that. Overall, I'm pretty positive about it. No, that, that's a good sure way to put that? it. You sure they didn't designate any characters? Those are those are the characters you need to play. I don't think you need to play them. I think that they're probably clearly very strong. <laughs> but I don't think. Oh no, man! Well, oh okay. no, man! Ram and Nago are pretty strong. Obviously, yeah, those are the two that we're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Now, here's the interesting thing, though. Obviously, Nago is very strong. Ram, yeah, Ram is a different story. But Nago. And again, I mean, you know, Tubo's already done this, so I'm going to do it too. But, uh, you know, if you go watch that 10v10 that's on our YouTube channel right now between Korea and Japan that I got official permission to restream, very good kind of uh, early look into what the patch is. There was yeah. one match where Nago fought the Faust, and it just looked like Nago couldn't do anything. You know, like, it's... it. <laughs> they... I, I feel like they did a good job. I feel like Ramathal obviously has a lot of like, whoa, what the heck? But at the same time, like Faust, like you read his patch notes and it doesn't seem like they changed a huge amount, but he's so good now. <laughs> it's crazy. Like he's terrifying at this point. Well, let's talk about the system stuff and then we'll get to the character stuff. So sure. the, in terms of the system stuff, they, uh, as we talked about last time, they um, they mentioned a couple things that they were going to be looking at, and they did they did change that stuff. So in um, I'm looking for the patch notes here. I had written them down. Oh yeah. Uh, well, I mean, the, what what are the early ones we could talk about? Is you you even mentioned that they're not giving a lot of defensive options, 
but they did improve yeah. faultless defense, right? I think that's the biggest system change. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Because now, uh, so basically, the, the whenever you... What was that? I said either FD being improved or the throw RC going away. Fair enough, yeah, one, for sure. One of those two are the biggest change. But yeah, yeah. FD is definitely up there. Yeah, I mean, yeah. FD pushes people away more. Um, and that I think that really has a big impact. So, you know, we'll go more into the characters in a bit. But, for example, Axel got some nerfs. And my my read on that is that with the new FD, he can more often push himself out back to neutral. And from that position, if he were still the same as he was before, could be like maybe stronger than they wanted him to be. Also, Nago gets pushed out more, right? And so mm -hmm. maybe they buffed him with that thought in mind. Um, so I think I think that does he get pushed out more? I mean, that's the idea. I well, I think that theory, is, in theory, I think this theory, is their idea. Should. Let me phrase it that way. I think this is their <laughs> this is their yeah. idea. In theory, yes, I, I agree. That was probably the idea. Yeah, so that's that's a that's a really big one. I think that's cool. You mentioned another one. Uh, the the throw RC OS doesn't work the same way anymore. Now you'll get RC if you land a throw. As yeah, well. yeah, you can RC at any point in the throw. And day one and two on the patch, I had so many people doing throws and not getting any damage on me because they were RC too fast. <laughs> oh, it was funny. It was real funny. Maybe confused or like. And just yeah. drop the whole thing, yeah. and I take no damage, and they lost a bar. I was like, "Yeah, good job." Idiots. <laughs> I mean, to to be fair, the beautiful thing about that is you can still do the OS, right? It's just that if you throw them and Roman cancel now, you have to do a combo afterwards. And and normally the combo you can do afterwards will get you more damage than the regular throw. So you still get a little bit of a benefit. The trick now is you always have to spend the meter, you know, and that's right. that makes it more fair. Right, because you could still sure. save yourself from the whiff. You still get a benefit for actually getting the Roman cancel on a throw if you're aware of it, but you always lose that bar, and that's what makes it good. Yeah, yeah, I, def I definitely agree. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have nothing to add to that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and then you another thing it. people in the chat are mentioning too is that you know the faultless defense doesn't extra block stun anymore either so you don't get right. people trapped yeah the the penalty for it in that sense is not the same so right. you, it's, it's just it's just a better defensive technique it's still not yep. like a huge it's not a, it's not a uh a situation saving technique very often but it's super important and you have to know when to use it and and i like i like that about it it's yeah. like other interesting defensive mechanics in other games where you just have to rather than being able to rely on it easily, you have to be able to know what is intended to come after it, or you have to be able to react to something or whatever it may be that you're ex expecting to come. Uh, and then you get the utility out of it. And I, so I like it. It, it relies on game knowledge uh, to be yeah. effective. And when it's effective, it's definitely effective. I, I like that. I think it's nicely balanced. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then what's interesting too, uh, I mean, the, my, my feeling on one of the other system changes, if you, if you're okay with me moving on to one of the other yeah, system sure. changes was the jump slash and jump heavy slash being buffed a lot right now everybody can air dash cancel those and everybody can double jump them and now when they counter hit air to air or air to ground you get the counter message on them so you can uh confirm damage easier etc etc it's interesting because you can see that they really want to stay away from the individualization of those mechanics 
because um, in old Guilty Gear games, whether you could jump cancel a jump attack or, or however you Gatlinged anything was just on a character per character basis, right? But, yeah. you know, even though they know that the jump slash counter hit buff and double jump buff would probably help Axel a lot, which is why they did they, they didn't like say we just won't let Axel do that because mm. you know you know they actually kept everybody in there even so much to the point that because Milia had the special ability to air dash cancel everything they felt like she didn't have enough of advantage and now she can air dash cancel things into an air back dash <laughs> which yeah. nobody else could do uh, yeah. so you know I, I just it's interesting now the air Gatling system mirrored the ground Gatling system, but now that's not the case anymore. Because before it was only kicking the dust, slashing the heavy, etc., etc. But obviously now the air is a lot more freeform. But that is one of the big changes that opened up a lot of characters and and really started leading to a lot more damage. Like Faust has these crazy jump H, air dash, jump H, wall bounce into juggle combos and craziness and stuff like that now. And so uh, a yeah, lot of interesting routes. Yeah. Especially for Faust. And, and, you know, I mean, just to kind of build on what you were saying, James, with the the new air routes, everybody was asking for a better, well, I should say better, a more open Gatling system yeah. in Strive. All the veteran players like, oh, I don't like the Gatlings, which understandable. It's, you know, been that way for 20 years or whatever, right? Uh, but they did something really interesting, I think especially as a May player, they opened up the ground Gatlings for a lot of characters too. Like, for example, May can close slash into 6H now rather than just heavy. Mm. Um, and with other buffs to her, she can now 100% people that have like 40% risk. <laughs> so, like, but, you know, like as obviously as a May player, I enjoy that. But where I'm going with that is like a lot of characters now have different Gatlings that they didn't have before. And I don't think you could have used the old Guilty Gear Gatling systems in Strive. They would have to change oh, yeah, defense yeah. completely, <laughs> essentially. But what they did do is they opened it up in a way that like makes sense in the context of Guilty Gear Strive. So I think that they that opening up the ground Gatlings as well as the air Gatlings, like you said, they, they took off the training wheels. They were kind of like, okay, fine, go play Guilty Gear. And now like I'm not sure that the, the Gatling system can really be much of a complaint. Like It's pretty open now, I think. It's funny because, like, I mean, we haven't gotten into individual changes here, but, you know, one of the things that goes along with that training wheels comment was when the game first came out and I used to 6P people with Potemkin, I was always like, man, why don't they let me cancel this? Why do I, why does Potemkin get nothing and I just get a 6P and that's it? I want to go into Heat Knuckle. And yeah. now that I can do it, I'm like, oh, that's why. <laughs> 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 yeah. I'm like, because this is broken. Okay, got it. Okay, all right, I understand. Because <laughs> seriously, that 6P, yeah, I mean, not to get into individual stuff just yet, but that 6P change was, like, it opens up a lot of stuff for him. I think the last thing that I want to mention is not a system change. It's 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 more that for, for several characters, one of their changes that it seemed like what when I first read the patch, anyway, that they were doing was to to re reduce damage, right? That some of the moves would do more damage scaling on stuff. And yeah. I read that, and I was like, oh, the idea is that across the cast, <laughs> characters are going to be doing less damage. And um, was that the idea? No, <laughs> no, it wasn't. 
that was absolutely me just reading what I thought was in the patch notes. And I, then dude, I, I mean, I thought that played out. No, it's not the case at all. That, yeah, a lot of characters. That's why I read them the same way as you did, so don't feel bad. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, that was not the case at all. People yeah. are hitting hard. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, I mean, in terms of individual character oh and by the way i have heard that most people's connections are a lot faster someone oh, i think yeah. it was from europe or socal uh, south america told me that it went from like two minutes and 30 seconds to like 30 seconds so uh yeah it's it's reasonable now. yeah, yeah I, for, I, sure. for, for me it was maybe 30 seconds it was under a minute for sure okay. at least but yeah, I mean, so I, I will ask the question now. What is your favorite individual change to a character in, in this current patch notes, in this current patch? Because I know mine. Uh, and if I, I could just start if you want me yeah, to. Yeah, go for it. You're going to say 16. Go ahead, yeah. Go ahead. Dude, Baghead Afro. Oh, okay, Faust okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Is the yeah. most genius thing possible because it just makes sense. <laughs> like he gets the afro and then he throws it with the bag head, and now it bounces across the screen. And if you block it, it guard breaks you. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you have to avoid it. In a match I, with, I think it was RF or Nage, it was one of those two against uh, the Korean Gold Lewis player. Whenever he threw the afro out, the Gold Lewis player, Sky Bandy, would run and try to pick up the afro. So so the Faust player couldn't get it. Like, that's right. how annoying it is. And so, like, right. it's such a cool change because not it's like when they removed Dan's Infinite from Street Fighter V. They just did it in this genius way. And so when they added that, that he gets the throw and now he throws it and it guard and it bounce. I was just like... Chef's kiss, dude. I love it. <laughs> I love it, dude. It's so good. Good solution. Good solution. Um, it's practical. It's creative. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I like that one. Um, I like that. I think my favorite like individual change has to be all the videos that I see of people being pissed off. They got one touch by May. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite change. Uh, the Latif video, you yeah. mean? Uh, oh, that's right. I thought. Uh, let's not forget about Big Left. Just uh, accepting it, just going, oh, but she's she's nerfed, right, guys? She's yeah, that's right. Amazing. Just amazing, amazing stuff. Yeah, no, I, I think being able to Gatling close slash into six H's. That's oh, a good change. Man. That's a and, and for nothing. I mean, also like the the way it. Changes properties to wall bounce and right. such, but that's weird just because overall 6H changing is yeah, because close S in the 6H is a universal Gatling. Did they just prevent May from doing it before? Or she something? couldn't do it before, she could not wow. do it. Wow, so they just she could only do she could only do 2K or 5K into 6H. She couldn't even do standing punch into 6H, nope, 5P. Wow. She's she was unique then before that because yeah ev that was like that's a common route for everybody to be able to cancel the six. Oh man, shit. May is boring. There is nothing ever interesting about yeah. May. She just does dolphins over and over. People play May because they just want a dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Exactly. That again, great example. Yeah, like like we were saying about taking the training wheels off, dude. It's like okay, we'll restrict May in this way because it's too good. And then they're like, yeah. whatever. <laughs> yep. Pretty much. 
What about you, David? Yeah, I don't. I've been trying to think about this as you guys have been talking. I don't think that I have a favorite change, and maybe that's because for my character, like he just kind of got some nerfs. Uh, He did get a couple of buffs, but um, nothing, nothing that. I don't know. Maybe it's the jump cancel ability on jump S. uh, You know, for Axel, Um, it's. I I like a lot of the changes. I think, like I was saying earlier, I think that many of them are are like tuned interestingly. and I think that's true even for characters who were good. Like, the changes that they did to Soul, I think, are pretty cool. You can do the follow-up to the Bandit, yeah. like, on your own. I think it's a cool idea. Um, so there there were there were things that I think were good. I don't know that any of them stands out to me, though, as really being a favorite. For, for me, it's maybe more just, like, the sort of sum. But, again, that's probably just because my character didn't get the new stuff. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, your character did get a better FD and a better 5K yeah. or 2K. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The the the, the faster kick, maybe um, rainwater not being uh, counter hit punishable anymore is nice. Like he definitely got some stuff, uh, and I and I'm not I'm not sad about it. I'm not sad about his position right now. Um, for you guys, do any of the characters like? Well, let me, let me phrase it like this: Which characters stick out to you as the winners of the patch? Not going Ram. <laughs> <laughs> Ram, easy. Yeah. Well, what, what about them? Can you can you talk about it? Uh, mm-hmm. Nago gets to just stay in your face all day now. He doesn't pop blood nearly as early as he should. Uh, he has <laughs> several forward advancing attacks that ignore even the new FD. He just keeps going forward, man. And then by the time that you know he's gone forward as far as he can go, which is you in the corner, he's sitting at like 95% blood gauge, and now he has the best normals in the game just swiping at you, yep. looking for a counter hit. It's super... It, it, honestly... I mean, it's really early to say this, and I'm, I'm not going to say he's as good as 1.0 Saul, but it feels like fighting 1.0 Saul in the fact that he's just constantly in your face. It doesn't feel good. Yeah. And uh, it's surprising that it's like that because the new FD actually is really, really good. Yeah. It's really, really good. Like, it's definitely worth using the meter now. There's no question. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's just surprising that. He's all up in your grill like that. You all know what the they time. should do? It's, they it's should weird. do to him. They should make it so back teleport is also a full blood gauge instead of a half. I think that would be interesting. And I, I, I'm not even gonna pretend like I have any idea how to balance Nagor <laughs> Yuki like <laughs> that character. I, I feel like he's kind of in maybe in like, uh, like Guile Honda Blanca territory where if you make them too good. You, you really shouldn't like yeah. you know like it's just one mm. of those type of characters is like yeah. maybe this archetype shouldn't be too strong or it's real <laughs> annoying yeah because i don't even know archetype he is right like he's a brand new character in my oh, yeah, yeah, a weirdo. Yeah. No? Weirdo yeah, he's, he's definitely a weirdo so yeah I, I don't know i don't know where i would start with him good luck arxis do a good job <laughs> well they're that's why they're the developers right we just play the game <laughs> yeah it's yeah i mean usually i have like a thought though right but on this i'm just like good luck i haven't played against amelia yet but i'm i'm worried about that when that comes up uh, uh, yeah. defending against her seems like it's gonna be really really difficult now with the extra play marble, baby. That ain't nothing. Uh, she seems nothing. like she's all over the place so i don't know yeah i guess we'll see how it is i i just haven't run into one yet I mean, I also think it's very important to note that uh, I do believe that Anji and Faust are both really, really big winners of the patch too, because like nobody talks about them as being bad anymore. You know, Anji I mean? definitely, yeah. And I, honestly, man, I thought last patch Faust was pretty good. 
So now yeah. he's just even better. So, I mean, because uh, if you look at the again, you know that ten v ten, like it was one yeah. of those things where that if you rule, if you won three in a row, you lost a life, basically, right? Because there's two lives, you had two hearts. Right. So whoever got the twenty wins would win first but if you got three in a row you would lose and be taken out because they just didn't want them to be able to rely on one person right okay. so if they could just do their job and you know spoilers but uh one of the three streaks was uh korea's anji player papaya who did mm. get a three streak in there and uh yeah it's just it's cool to see it's just i'm i'm really i feel like the balance again you know especially for an arxis game like, you know, when Calamity Trigger first came out, not very balanced. And then when Continuum Shift, the, the sequel came out, right? Like, then Arakune was, like, turned into complete uselessness, right? And stuff. It was like, they always kind of messed it up. And this is, like, uh, one of the best patches that I've seen. You were saying it, how, like, sometimes you see it and you're like, what? But, like, everything seemed like it made sense. Yeah, that's kind of what I meant by, like, it was, like, a really intelligent, it felt like a well-knowing patch. You know what I mean? Like, a very sure. aware patch. Yeah, I mean, I can't disagree so far. I don't know what they're doing with <laughs> with Ram and Nago, but we'll <laughs> find out. I, I'm curious, mostly as to what they're their plans are for a patch schedule. And right. Are they going to yeah. do this every four months? Are they going to like change up the whole game every four months? Or is it going to be more like Dragon Ball Fighters scheduling? Whereas like maybe about twice a year, big things happen, you know, it's maybe like a Street mm-hmm. Fighter five schedule once a year, big things that like, I, I don't know. They haven't yeah, really been clear often. on that. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, like I'm a pretty big fan of like halfway through the year, somewhat big patch end of the year, big patch. Mm. Yeah, I think I'm a big fan of that, but you know, too too often is not a good thing. I I think that hurts games more than helps. I think. Go ahead. Can you talk about what you you mentioned Ram and you mentioned Anji? Uh, What about those characters are you happy about? Just oh okay. Yeah, I mean, so Ram, she just got a lot more options now. For example, she has that Rekka move that wasn't particularly strong. You could dash cancel the first one, but after you dash cancel, you couldn't act right away. There was like a little gap there. Now she can dash cancel the first two, both the first two Rekkas into a dash, and she can act right away. So she can do like sweep, Rekka, Rekka you know, plink, quarter circle forward, plink, dash into sword, so she can go wreck a wreck a sword. Now you're into the corner. Uh, her overhead move is no longer an overhead, but, yeah. like, it's safer, and it loops into itself and combos in the corner now. Uh, she just got some more options in that situation. For Anji, uh, you know, the Fujin startup is much faster. He couldn't combo slash into fujin before but now it's actually a combo like you can go slash slash into fujin and uh ko is a guard his dp you know the little flying dp which honestly crazy enough i still think is one of the three best special moves in the game even before the patch (laughs) it's just that in anji's kit it didn't feel broken because there's so much good stuff in the game but that move covers the entire sky and now it guard breaks on the first on the second hit if you block it in the air so you're stuck falling to the ground and you have to land guard break and 
Now, because of the air dash canceling off of the other things, you can do co, you're blocking, slash, air dash, slash, and like, you're just like blocking all day. It's crazy, dude. Like, it is absolutely wild as a, as a special move now. And now I think it's properly, for sure, in its rightful place as one of the best mm. special moves in the game. Because it's, I mean, when we were playing the beta, like Olaf, when we were playing it, he would get so mad at that move because, like, he's free to move afterwards. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I remember in in the beta as well. I was telling friends in a Discord how good that move was, and yeah. they made fun of me. Like, you played Marvel, you think that's a good move? I'm like, this move is stupid, guys. It's real big, dumb. Here's why. And they're like, yeah, whatever. So, oh, know, Ram- validation. James. That R- Ramathaw overhead move. I'm sorry, is not just safe. It's plus on block. Apparently, is what people are telling me. So there you go. <laughs> But uh, also, I mean, oh, go ahead, David. I was going to ask if you guys think that any character got left out. Does anybody seem like they're not where they need to be? Are they on too too far on the bottom end or what? I don't know. It's too early to say, to be honest. I, I actually, actually did get nerfed too much. I, I Who knows? It's too early for me to call. I think everybody's good now. I don't think I, mean, I, I, I think everybody's good. Yeah, I, yes. I, I, don't, I mean, I, don't I thought everybody that. was good since day one. You know, I well, mean, what is good? Yeah, what is good well, in the context of well, games what, with excellent? You know, like what, good what, and I, ju- cool. <laughs> what okay. I just mean is that I don't think any character came away from this patch like, oh god, what have they done to my character? I mean, I even see someone listen, mentioning- man. If you came into twitch.tv forward slash tubware the night of the patch, you would have. <laughs> Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, Mays come in there. Woe is me, just absolutely down right. bad. And I'm just sitting there playing therapist. Like, look, it's gonna be okay. She's fine. <laughs> just wait yeah, and I see. Mean, and then literally the next day, Twitter was filled with one hit touch yeah. videos. And, yeah. and Flyaway is mentioning Giovanna. I think I don't know if he's mentioning it as a, or they are mentioning it as a potential character that got left behind. But being able to attack instantly out of the dash, I feel like has made her kind of scary, scarier close up. And she's already terrifying. So they definitely made one yeah, of her strengths I mean, stronger, uh, in my opinion. So he's one of my bad matchups, and I don't think it feels that different. Am I going to say that much? Yeah. I mean, it's still, it's still bad for the same reasons. I know, you know, some people that we've had say that she's the, was the worst character in the game and had no winning matchups and, you know, that we yeah. had here on stream, tough. but you know, those are some tough <laughs> um, I really like, I didn't mention this earlier. I didn't think about it, but uh, I really like the changes to gold Lewis. You know, they, we didn't <laughs> talk about the changes to, um, to guard break. And and in consideration of that, they made it easier for him. Well, this is a universal change as well, but like it's easier for him to get in. And yeah. and I like that trade-off of him being like less less terrifying up close, like by a little bit, and easier to get in more consistently. And uh, I see, I saw that he has one of those combos that a bunch of characters are popping up with, where it's like basically um, Marvel Two style infinites on Sentinel all the way to the yeah. corner, <laughs> and, then the, and then the wall breaks, but. Uh, I, I think I think those are cool too. Yeah, I mean one thing, one last thing before we're out of time here. Um, you know, we were talking about the pace of the actual um, uh, patches. Uh, mm. Yeah, I do think that you know, 
I mean, this was like they had a patch like one month and then four months after the game is out. Well, like it was, these it was are about two and two. It was it two, two and two and four? Okay, okay, so about, two and two basically. Uh, I I I I would normally be like, no, I don't like this. Like this this needs to stop. Uh, I do think in this case it was justified because, like I said, it feels like more like they're taking training wheels off and they just kind of let people have a chance. And and honestly, I feel like uh, without it, there was a lot. There was a lot of talk of people saying that they felt like the game, you know, wasn't as interested or they didn't feel as free form and all this stuff. So mm. I feel like that this is just a very very healthy patch early on. Having said that. Yeah, now wait six months. <laughs> now wait another eight months for a patch. Yeah, we, we, can, we can hang for a little bit now and see how it goes as you add more care. I mean, if you want to tweak small things, that's good. But, like, system changes, like, let's leave it as it is now and see how it goes. Axel's right, still good. Well. Don't worry about Axel. Let's, uh, let's bring on Coach Steve. We can talk about more of Gold Lewis Dickinson. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> That's right. That'd be cool. All right, cool. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we will get Mr. Coach Steve into the show. Be right back. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Tuesday show. We are moving on to the interview segment over here. Let us bring on our guest for the day, and that is Mr. Coach Steve. How are you doing, sir? I'm good, man. What's going on, y'all? Nothing, know, man. Thanks uh, for coming on and hanging out. Yeah, no problem. I, I, I know I was invited one other time, but you know, the, I think the time frame now is actually better. I think we have more to talk about now than I would have hmm. last hmm. time I was on the show. Probably. Okay. Yeah, so... There's definitely a bunch to talk about. So let's, you know, hop in. Um, I typically want to start by talking about people's backstories. So talk to me about how you got into fighting games in the first place and how uh, you got into the competitive side specifically of the fighting game scene. Talk to us about Xbox Live 2009 Street Fighter 4. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, it kind of, like, extends a little bit before that for, like, shooters and stuff like that. Because, like, I used to, like, try and compete in, like, Gears of War. Oh, okay. uh, we had, like, Online, Splinter Cell, Chaos Theory, Metal Gear Solid 3. All of those are, like, my first ever, like, competitive games. Wow. And then, like, I, I made the transition to fighting games, to put it simply, because, like, kind of playing with a team is, like, kind of annoying. Right. And then I like, I like uh, to be able to just rely on myself for any wins and losses. I feel like it's also just easier to learn that way, too. And it's just a more enjoyable experience for me overall. Do you always, uh, you always know when a player is really good at games when they're like, I'm tired of relying on teammates. <laughs> it gets frustrating because like sometimes you, you like you can't really identify what happened, like how how your team lost. And then if you're playing with somebody that's also unable to do that, how are you supposed to actually like learn how to improve as a team? You know, so but uh, you have, I made that transition. Oh, go ahead. I was, I was about to say, especially if you have one of those teammates that you're like, you need to start doing this, and like, no, man, I'm doing just fine, you know, kind yeah. of thing. So this is yeah. why esports coaches are a thing, by the way, so they can yeah. identify exactly are and, and things like that. Yeah, because they're they're pretty much playing Overwatch, right? Like they're they're like overseeing everything, and right. then they can tell like who's actually I don't want to say like at fault, but that's just kind of what it is. Like who's yeah. at fault more, sure. or like a collectively, you know. So when in switching from shooters and team-based stuff into fighting games, 
there are other genres that you could play that are single player. You could play RTS, for example. What about yeah. fighting games was the, was the reason that you picked it? Uh, my brother brought home Street Fighter 4 one day, just really just on a whim. It's like, ran like yo, there's a new Street Fighter just came out. I'm like, really? <laughs> Hasn't been one in like, I don't know how many years. And then, yeah. So we brought home Street Fighter 4 and we found ourselves just unable to put it down and just stop mm-hmm. playing. We played for like hours and hours and hours. I come home from school, do the same thing over and over again. Uh, and then, you know, the, we played online a lot. So at least I did, especially. Uh, and I played a lot through uh, GameBattles.com, uh, like, wow. probably, like, a month or two, like, after, after launch of the game. And I played on that, like, for hours, because it was, like, it was what I knew as competitive, because it's, like, a separate, like, kind of, like, ranking system. Mm-hmm. You know, you fight for, like, some imaginary crown mm-hmm. that... <laughs> You know, so it's like it was it was cool to me like that idea. Do you remember how we met? I'm trying to remember. It was on game battles. We played in grand finals. We played in grand finals for a tournament. Yeah, I was in Vegas. This this dude's out in New York. We're playing on Street Fighter Four on Xbox Live. Street Fighter Four, Blanca Blanca mirrors. That was fun. Yeah, Yeah, that's that's how we met. Yeah, in the tournament. It's pretty ugly from there, but uh, (laughs) yeah, yeah. but uh, that's like the start of like competitive uh like the competitive aspect for me i eventually found like forums and uh like i, I didn't know sure you can.com beforehand i didn't even know the arcade still existed because i'm this 15 year old and to me arcades are obsolete uh so i saw like there was like a lot of like tournament listings for like other states and i'm like so there has to be something in new york because we're in new york it only makes sense and then i eventually found like a bunch that i can just go to and then uh, my first one, I got my parents to take me out. It was uh, nice. it was in White Plains, New York, so like not in the city, like sort of upstate. Yeah. And uh, I got second place there, like my first offline tournament. Okay. Okay. So it was nice. It was nice. I was upset because Grand Finals kind of got my ass beat, but. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Do you remember who was it was? Do you remember Grand who it was? Yeah. Oh. And his okay. name was Grand Calc. It was Blanca oh, Balrog. I know, I know Grand Calc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. lost to him at an Evo in Street Fighter Four, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And uh, funny enough, I, I put him in loser's bracket of that tournament first round with a broken controller. <laughs> and then I end up getting four old reset on a Grand Finals uh, and then nice. going home upset. <laughs> Just because I. So I'm, I'm assuming your brother's an older brother, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I just have to ask because I I am also the younger brother and kind of had this. Did you get to a point where your older brother couldn't beat you anymore and he just didn't want to play? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly how it went. It, exactly, it got it got pretty bad after a while. And then, yeah, because your brother disappeared from the story. All disappeared, of a sudden, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Here comes yeah, a he, new rival. He he entered that tournament too. He played uh, Vega. Uh, but uh, vanilla Street Fighter Four Vega was pretty. Oh, yeah. yeah, it was pretty bad. That's a tough way to go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Were, were you were you competitive before video games, or was that the start of it for you? No, I, no. Even like sports, football, yeah, sports. Oh, okay, you played other stuff too. Yeah, yeah, and pretty much anything I do, even in like school, just like I, I don't I don't really care how I do most of the time. It's like, but I have to be like better than the next person. <laughs> like I always just carried that mentality. Yeah. 
I mean, you know, obviously you started, you, you're talking about this starting with Street Fighter 4 and you're talking about how competitive you are. But one of the things that, you know, I know about you is that you play damn near everything, right? And you always like jump into these games and like immediately are doing crazy things. I forgot if it was like Injustice 1 or 2 that like you were blowing everybody's minds early on with was Grodd, right? I think it was Gorilla Grodd. Injustice 2 you, was Grodd and yeah. Injustice 1 was Aquaman. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, how do you, how do you, like, adapt so quickly to so many different fighting games? It's a, it's a few things. So, like, there's always something that you can take from one fighting game to another. A lot of times it's multiple things. And then that kind of, like, uh, in a sense, like, cuts down, like, your training time and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. You're looking for certain things, like how you can apply, uh, like certain strategies and from one game to the next that you've seen be successful. Mm -hmm. And then like, you know, like with, you can kind of fill in the gaps in training mode and stuff like that. And over the years, like, you know, training mode has gotten better for, <laughs> for the most part, for the most part for some games. And then it kind of just allows you to do like a lot on your own. And then as long as you're willing to try and apply what you practice, instead of just like fishing for a win all the time, that's not really like going to help you. Then uh, you won't stunt your growth. Like you'll actually end up learning a lot faster. Well, but you you play a lot of games, not just like back to back, but like simultaneously, right? Like I mean, you've been a top competitor in at the same time, like at least three or four, and mm -hmm. and keeping your mind on all of those and remembering everything in all of those that takes that takes a lot of work or that takes a lot of skill. How, how do you manage <laughs> to do that? It used to be a lot harder, I think, because like I, I like I, I started like juggling like when I just started juggling like four or five games at once. That's when I like got like the hardest. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah. since I, I usually have like like a good training group within like uh, each game, it kind of like helps me like make sure like my focus is just like, OK, I'm playing Injustice, not Street Fighter. Or I'm playing Marvel 3 and that like, you know, like so like all my movement is different. Like, and then, like, uh, I'm thinking team-based versus 1v1. And then, like, just having, like, you know, uh, the higher level, just, like, yo, remember you're playing this game. Like, all right. And then, yeah. and, like, after a while, it got, like, a little easier. And then, like, I like, started, like, remembering more things. Transitioning in tournament became a lot easier because, like, jumping from Injustice 1, which is, like, a really slow-paced game, to Marvel 3. Right. It's, like, yeah. that's a huge jump, but it got a lot easier as I kept doing it. Okay. I still can, remember can you, when can you I still catalog of, like the games that you have competed in. I'm sorry. Give me a little catalog. Like, what's what's the storyline of which games that you played? Uh storyline. Okay, let's see. <laughs> yeah, Street Fighter Four, Street Fighter Four, all versions. You know, you can say, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Uh, Marvel Three as well. More so Ultimate than Vanilla. I just wasn't that good in Vanilla. It was like one of the harder games for me to grasp. Um, then uh, MK Nine. Uh, as well, but not as long because I didn't really know uh, of the scene like that, and the online wasn't that good. Mm. Um, then Injustice One uh, was a lot better, also at the time, and then the Street Fighter Cross Tekken. And at that time, I was playing pretty much all of those six, like at the same time. Uh, that was around <laughs> like 2013, 2014. Um, then what do we got? MKX came out in 2015, so we all put Injustice down for the most part. Uh, what came after that? Street Fighter Five, somewhere in there. I think Street Fighter Five <laughs> was in 2016, right? I think. 
2016. Did you ever like? Do you did you play ever like any of the 3D games, Tekken Soul Calibur, or any of the anime games before DBFZ and Strive? You know, did you? I I did try Soul Calibur Five. Play Soul Calibur Five. I played Soul Calibur like uh, more like when I was younger, Mm -hmm. and I liked it. But uh, Soul Calibur Five, I tried to play like a bit more competitively, and I had like a lot of help too from uh, from Wolves. Like wins a bunch of tournaments, top eight of Evo, yeah. and at the time I was living uh, in Philly, and he was living in Philly too. So yeah. I got like a, a bit of training from him, like a good understanding, and uh, Fab as well, because he's just strong in just right. these kind of games in general, yeah. you know. So I did get like some some good help in that, but the online just didn't feel that good to me. <laughs> and then like I'm playing, I'm playing from like my dorm in college, and then like over time it just got like harder and harder to play. Yeah. Uh, you you played Pokken, you know, you were one of yeah, the Pokken, few, yeah. like, right. mainline FGC players who, like, really took that game seriously. Yeah, Pokken was a, it was a really fun time. I, I enjoyed being with the community. Yeah. Uh, we started, we had, like, a good local scene when the original uh, TO stopped, then I took that on to keep it going, because I, I did enjoy the game a lot. Okay. And then a lot of them started traveling, and some of them are were at at one point like the best Pokemon players in the country. So I was really happy about that. Really proud to see that. Nice. Yeah, I think I think it's really cool that you have tried out so many different games and so many different genres. Obviously, in more recent times, like James said, DBFC, Strive, um, mm. other stuff, even even later on too. That's not something that you commonly see, right? A lot of players. We'll it's have not these like days, a yeah. subgenre that they prefer, and it seems like that's not the case for you. How, how I mean, do you pick a well, game to play? I mean, like just as an example, like Tokido, who used to play everything, he only plays one game now, right? Now he it's, only plays one game, yeah. yeah, yeah. But that game is is it's a good one game to just play, and it takes yeah, a lot. Yeah, you can make some money, and it, it yeah. Take <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I'm sorry, David. What was your question I, again? I think I just yeah. The answer was David said. I think I just, okay. I just love fighting games in general. I think okay. that's just what it comes down to. Every time I pick up something, I'm like. Is it, there's a good chance I'm gonna have a lot of fun with it and try to take it uh, at least to like um, a better level than like beginner intermediate. And 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 also, I mean, it, I was of the belief, the old school belief that the more games you play, the more things you learn from those games that can help you in other games. So do you? Yeah, exactly. You, does that happen to you? Like when you learn the speed in more in Marvel Three, that actually even helps you in a slower game like an in Injustice yeah. One. I think I think uh, they all can tie in. Like at some point, I learn a lot from every fighting game, and uh, I think if there was ever going to be a point where I were to just settle down to one game, I think that would be like a really strong one game for me. Mm-hmm. Not something that you're planning to do, huh? Not not at the moment. There's no one <laughs> game not trying to settle down. Yeah. There's no one game right now that I can say I love the most that I would just put down everything else for it. Okay. Because like a lot of these newer games now, they they are really fun. And I, I was about I, to say lies. You're gonna tell me Marvel? You wouldn't put everything down for Marvel Three? If Marvel Three got rollback and a whole new resurgence, you wouldn't put everything down for Marvel Three? You're a liar. I don't believe it. I there's a chance I might not do that. Damn, that's wild. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I don't believe it. Moving a little bit towards the modern games, obviously we're going to talk a little bit more about DBFZ, as you can see in the little topics list down there. But you know, uh, you've been playing a lot of DBFZ and Strive recently, right? So, what is it mm-hmm. about those games that have uh, been able to keep your attention for for you know for for so long? Uh, initially, DBFZ 
I hated it. I thought it was one of the worst games I ever played in my life. Uh, that was one game that through their patching eventually got like a lot, a lot better to the point where I think it's one of the best fighting games right now to cool to be out. And then Strive, Strive is like a rare case where uh, you guys were mentioning this before, like you know, like about like patch cycles and stuff like that. This is one game that was good out the gate, in my opinion. You know, minus like a few characters and stuff like that. This is one of the games that only took like one patch, like or one and a half patches, really. It's like they're really onto something, and I think uh, it could last a long time. So, so in other words, you actually really enjoyed this October patch, then, right now. How do you feel about the atmosphere of the strength of the characters and such? I I think it's uh, it's overall a strong balance, and obviously, there's going to be a lot of things. Uh, that we all need to learn about the game because I do think it's a lot different from what it just was before this month. Mm. But uh, the overall character balance and uh, the system mechanics, I think, help a lot more characters than it hurts. And which is good because now there's not like, like let's say like Soul was just like, people were saying like two tiers better, you know, when <laughs> yeah. the game first came out, which is crazy, but it's, it's not at the same time yeah, because yeah. he was that strong. <laughs> And now that's not the case really anymore. Right. And, uh, well, who who stands out to you as as a winner of the patch or winners of the patch? Uh, there's a few. I think uh, the the top three I think are easily uh, Nago, Ram, and Milia. Yeah. But then there's like uh, Faust is uh, and he's my favorite guilty Gear character. I just didn't think he was good enough to really compete. Right. Yeah, so he's like a character that I'm definitely just like looking into like learning. Yeah, you you should play Faust. Cool. Yeah, I think so too. Not Leo. Actually. Never Leo. <laughs> <Not> just Leo. <laughs> Leo's, Leo's still the same. Leo's still the same really to me. So, you know, I'm not really too concerned about that. Um I'm trying to think who else. Anji also is pretty scary right now. Like being able to hit confirm in the Fujin from your better buttons is really important. Yeah. So uh, I think that's huge. Well, let me ask you this question. I'm trying to think of any other characters, but I can't over it right now. Let me ask you this question. Is Gold Lewis overrated or underrated? (laughs) It depends on how you rate him. (laughs) Okay. I think he's he's not that good right now. Okay. 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 Before the patch, how would you have said? Before the patch, I thought he was good with like, he had like those hard matchups. If they were to actually leave him like the same or just have like the the 2p buff and like with all the air changes and stuff like that yeah. the way they balanced out the rest of the cast he would have been in a really good spot but the universal fd change i think hurt him more he gets his pressure before is just like albeit it was obnoxious it was his reward for being very slow and you right. somehow bu- getting pushed to the corner yeah. against him but now you get pushed out a little bit too far and in a game where you get meter for literally inching forward that means you can almost always have fd listen gold lewis got what he deserved <laughs> i see tell me more about what he deserved he got what he deserved he deserved I'm upset nothing. about that set <laughs> I'm, I'm upset about jump d all right i'm real upset about jump d before the patch, well, it's not even him before the patch, Tubo said that Gold Lewis was top five in the game. Do you agree or not, Steve? No. 
No, he's he's trolling. Cap, you're lying. No, you're no. <laughs> you're trolling. <laughs> you know, you know, but you're you're a gold you're trolling. Downplay. You're downplay. You know, I I understand. You feel like you lost too much. You're trying to get your character buffed. This next patch coming up, but we I, all know I the do, truth. I do like the machine gun changes though. I th- I thought that was a really interesting way to give him a way in, and uh, like being able to cancel it, making it faster. I actually think it's a pretty pretty good change because then it does help like when he's pushing you to the corner right? because. The machine gun is gonna take a lot of meter for you to like be able to FD. So that's like something like really interesting that like it needs to be incorporated more. Well, what about the bomb? Doesn't that start up faster now too? No, no, it's still the same. Oh, I thought the bomb started up faster. Yeah, I think a machine gun now is is better, honestly. It's, it's faster than bomb when you when you're at a higher security levels. And, you and then the when you're at level knockdown. three, you get the hard knockdown. Yeah, <laughs> I was just to say the hard knockdown, right? It's really good. Yeah, it's nice. It's a nice change. So, well, I mean, t- what, talk to us about what what sticks out in your mind um, about these the two different games that we're talking about right now, DBFZ and, and Strive. Uh, they have, I mean, obviously many differences, but like, what what are the reasons that you like to have DBFZ versus Strive, right? Like in your mind, like what are the two things? What are the things that make those two games unique and good? Um, I think DBFZ has now it has a ton of diversity. I think it's in a it's in a position where you can play pretty much whatever you want to play and be okay. Which and you, you you hear people say that a lot about some games, but it ends up not being like you know the case over time. But I really think that can stick with this game. Okay. Yeah, that, that that's like the, the main thing. That was one of the early complaints about the game, right? That everybody felt kind of homogenized, right? And so yeah. you feel like that's not even the case at all anymore, huh? No, there, there's still things that are like obviously much stronger, but then there, there's still like a lot of like high tier, like teetering top tier, different variations of teams that you can play, and still be able to enjoy yourself. So yeah, I mean, Strive is like with Strive. I, I mean, I'm kind of biased because like you know I, I've been playing Leo forever, so like <laughs> I still I, I feel like I'm gonna have more fun kind of like relearning how to play the game, and. uh because Leo was a little uh, on the brain dead side. Not <laughs> <laughs> add brain dead anymore, but little, now, just now a that I have just just a tad, just a tad. But now that I have like a lot more to learn, like and then like go, playing Gold Lewis like helped me a lot, like uh, different approaches to the game and stuff. Like not having a reversal, you know, like I saw like playing like a little more like tame, right? And just wow. learning different like, strategies and approaches instead of just you know kind of aping out all the time and just seeing what happens. Because I like pre match, I literally just play roulette and then it's more in my favor <laughs> it was fun it was fun yeah, I, I could laugh at wins and losses but it was it was fun but now it's like i can't really do that anymore so now i'm gonna like you know see what the game really has for me since this is the first like big big patch learning to get in with gold lewis would probably make getting in with leo like free <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's the, the, the the transition between those two characters is like night and day. It's so yeah, just so they're pretty different. different. One thing that I think is cool in watching you play all these different games is that you oftentimes play unique characters. And what's you know, other people who I see play a lot of different games. That's not the way that they do it, right? They'll play similar types of archetypes. They'll play um, characters that are easy to pick up. Yeah, and, and make that process easier for them. Yeah, but Steve, that tell tell David why you pick every character I pick, Steve. Well, I would like to know, like, how is it that you choose your characters? <laughs> it, the first thing, the first thing that's the most important to me is aesthetics. 
I, I have really? to look. I have to look cool looking. Like if I'm gonna win, I have to look cool. <laughs> okay. It has to like. I, I don't like playing like ugly characters. And our definitions like, of ugly are characters. usually, our definitions of ugly usually don't match up. But if he's <laughs> ugly in my eyes, then I'm not playing. Like Google I'll never play eyes. Captain Ginyu. <laughs> look at him. Cool. Like, I'm not gonna play like. Cool. I'm not gonna play like Captain Ginyu or something like that or like a Yamcha. Like if I you see. ever catch me playing those characters, I'm down bad. But... Like like silly characters, <laughs> you don't want to play. Not even necessarily like silly because like I'm playing Walker's Nick All Stars right, and I'm only playing Patrick. Right? <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> so like, yeah, and, like I play Blanca, you know. Okay, so yeah. yeah, but that's like the first thing. But then like I do have to assess if they can actually like win or not if I'm gonna keep like playing the game, and then like from there like you know I gotta just probably move on to the next. Now, uh, we did talk about you know we were talking about DBFZ a little bit. And uh, you've just been recently invited to this uh, U.S. versus France uh, exhibition, right? So, oh, uh, so it's it's actually not an exhibition. Um, okay. It's so it's the U.S. regional finals is being held in France. Oh, but it's okay. gonna be twelve. Gonna be twelve of uh, U.S. players, and then the the four like the top four when that's all done will be invited to the World Championships. God, we're still awesome. trying to set up something with U.S. versus France because since we're all there, it'll be like pretty. Yeah. like easier to do and then we have more players probably get like 8v8 10v10 who knows okay. but yeah that's pretty much like how that's gonna go now obviously the last time you know damascus kind of had this little pop off you know talking about how france is better than the u.s and everything like that where do you yeah. stand on this <laughs> i think i think france is very strong they're definitely very strong i watch them a lot especially a lot more now uh i think they also play a lot more and they do play cheaper stuff for the most part. That's not anybody's fault. You know, you, you do what you got to do. But uh, I think uh, this time, if we were to play in an exhibition, I think we'll, just having more practice players uh, would be like the hugest difference. Like people that are just constantly training, like, you know, we have myself, Legendary Pred, Nitro. Uh, Sonic has also finally been playing and okay uh and you know like i think just just having that practice really helps and that like in that 5v5 it was pretty clear that i i already knew how this would go like there are four four of the five players are just not really like up to practice and I'm just like you can't yeah. really expect anything else yeah that was not that was not the usa's best five players uh, yeah at that time no definitely not <laughs> definitely not but it is what it is i mean it's over you know, they got their pop-offs, it's fine. If it does happen again, I'm glad I can be a person that can make a huge difference. So, there is that. Are rivalries like that things that motivate you? I love them. Okay. I love them. It, it, it keeps, it kind of keeps me, like, in check. It's just, like, to make sure, like, you know, I'm really, like, I'm really on it with training. Because, like, I have to be better than this person. Otherwise, there's no point in being rival if, if that's not what I'm trying to be. So, so when you're when you're looking for a rival, or when you find a rival, is it typically somebody who's like a person, or or or, or is it a scene wide like U.S. versus France kind of rivalry? Well, I can just answer this for Steve. Clearly, he's working so hard to make sure that he's better than me and me alone. Uh-huh. Has nothing to do with anyone else. He just has to be <laughs> able to beat me. I see. How's that going? Yeah, uh, for him, pretty well. Yeah, pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't like I said. So, so rivalries are supposed to be two-sided not one-sided Ooh, so you don't right. have a rivalry 
Well, I'm actually just, you know, kind of just here (laughs) waiting for you. (laughs) But like, let's say like, you know, like back then we had, (laughs) we had like, we had me versus Flux and stuff like that, which was a huge rivalry back in like the Marvel three days. (laughs) It was good for the both of us. Yeah. The very, very famous match. Air throw reset. Yeah, that's that one. That one always pops up like once every like two months on Twitter. I'm like, oh, there it goes again. <laughs> <laughs> but like rivalries like that, they're good for both players or every everybody that's involved because like nobody wants to lose if if you really consider it like a rivalry. Nobody wants to lose. Like US was very upset when they lost for the most part, and that's because like. You know, we were upset that we like overall we didn't have our best representation. They didn't practice hard enough, and you know, like because we were representing our country, so we're right. just upset now. <laughs> like, like oh, you, we should have got somebody. Somebody else should have been there. I've like I've heard all of it already. It's like I usually try like and keep like neutral. Like whether you guys want me there or not, I wasn't there. I had no control over this. I'm just as upset as you are. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Now, uh, I, think, I think rivalries are just it's helpful for growth, which is why I, I really like yeah. seeing them. I mean, I, I feel like rivalries are one of the most important things that drive success. I mean, you've seen it. Just There's just so much evidence of that in FGC mm-hmm. history, where whereas where NorCal versus SoCal, West Coast versus East Coast, U.S. versus Japan, U.S. versus France. Like, I feel like yeah. it's such a driving point. But uh, Yeah, it's I really do, good. Really I do good. want to echo a question in the chat over here. Trini asks, have you been playing Melty Blood? Have you actually been trying the new Melty Blood game? No. no? I think that game looks pretty dry. So I'm just oh, like... really? Uh, would, you say, would you say it has yeah. no drip? Yeah, honestly. Melty <laughs> Blood Dripless, you heard it here, Coach the, the cool, The coolest Healthy character in the game, the coolest character in the game for me is Coma. Like, when I was trying to play it, yeah. like, that's that's who I was trying. Sure. But like, I'm just like I don't really see like the the, the aesthetic appeal oh. is just never there for me. The yeah. gameplay itself looks really cool. I think like okay. watching it in motion, I, I think it, it's nice to watch and fun to watch. It's a grimy game, but yeah. uh, yeah. It, just, it just looks boring. Like these characters wow. just look boring. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So yeah, you know, Smooky's gonna ban you from all the NLBC events. That's, that's fine. Yeah, that's, that's fine. But like I said, I, I can I can watch the game because in motion I can put that aside because like the mechanics are cool. You know, like the the it's very fast paced, but it's just not it's not gonna keep keep my interest. Interesting. Okay. Okay. You're like the class of player that's more cool with uh, NRS style uh aesthetics than than animes that's sick yeah but sometimes sometimes nrs falls falls victim to gameplay being ass but like yeah the characters are sick which <laughs> which is your favorite nrs game of the of the four or five right nine, injustice ten, 2 In, okay, injustice okay. 2 bar bar none yeah i don't yeah. think there's anything close okay like i i know i hate like the atom and stuff like that you <laughs> yeah. know but it's like the game itself, like that's one character in the game of like forty something, fifty characters, and then like it looks cool, it plays really well, in my opinion at least. Yeah, you know, it got like a good amount of mix, neutral. Yeah, I think I think it's overall like a one of one of their best done games. It's got incredible and a lot of content for everybody. Yeah. Honestly, it has a lot of content for everybody. One player that's stuff. True. Yeah, yeah. yeah for, for for somebody who you know you mentioned earlier that one of the things that drew you to other games was 
character diversity. That game is full of it. It's full of it, yeah. So, I mean, as a person who's played so many fighting games, if you if someone was like, all right, you know, you have to name one. What is your favorite fighting game? Like, if, if you had to get trapped on a... To, if I have to name one, I know it's going to be Marvel 3. Come on. Okay. Yeah. But, well. like, if, if, <laughs> if I were to get a second choice also, it would be Street Fighter Cross Tekken. Really? Mm, yeah. Wow. Okay. okay. All right, man. Well, cool. Thanks a lot for coming on and having a conversation with us. It's been really yeah. interesting. But, uh, no problem. Uh, let me get yeah, my last time. question. The, the, the question I ask on the way out to everybody, where did Coach Steve come from? Did you coach people before in the past? <laughs> or? <laughs> I've been saying to Coach Steve, what a, that's a funny yeah. transition. It started as a joke, you know, because, like, I'm, I'm generally very helpful towards people. It's like... Just call myself Coach Steve. Just fun. Just out of nowhere, right? And then I went to like a big tournament with that, right? It was an NEC, and uh, this is the NEC where I ended up beating Knuckle Dude. And uh, the name, some it's very rare for people to change their gamer tags, right? Because yeah, yeah, whenever yeah. they try, it doesn't ever really stick. Yeah. This one just stuck, and I'm just like, cool, works out. Nobody's asking really too many questions. There's no confusion. <laughs> just like, all right. You know, we can go with this one, kind of roll with it. Everybody gets pushed back. They want to. Yeah, yeah. Everybody gets pushed. Like you can't do that. And then you know, I have people that you know still call me insane to this day, right? So it is what it is. Yeah, you're definitely still insane on my phone. Yeah, I'm insane in Bum's phone too. Insane. That's right. Cute. That's cute. Uh, uh, where hey. can uh, people find you, your socials and everything? Where where can people watch you, your content? You guys can find me right below at Fight Coach Fight on Twitter. Uh, and I'll be streaming in like 20 minutes some Nick All-Stars on uh, twitch.tv slash I'm Coach Steve. Patrick right. got buffed. We'll no, he didn't. Yeah. <laughs> it's we'll too, sure. it's still too slow. It's still too oh, slow. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, All we'll right, man. To, thanks a lot for going on. We'll try to make sure, sure to raid you after this is done. So uh, if you're Appreciate still going. You so. All right. Sounds good. Thank you, guys. Have a great Thanks, show. Please yeah, talk about KOF. On. I love that. I love 15 right now. So. Oh, nice. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> Take it easy, guys. All right. Later, Ami. Ooh, we've got a potential uh, KOF main here, huh? Okay, okay. You managed to make the name transition. It's, so many people have tried, and so many people have failed. And, and what's remarkable choose. is that like, he, he did that after having been a well-known member in the scene. Like, after right. having like, had really good results and people knowing who I, he is. The people chose Coach Steve. It wasn't his choice. He just did it randomly, <laughs> and the people said... Yep, you're Coach Steve now. That's how. That's the only way it can possibly work. Because the opposite is of people saying, no, you cannot change your name. Yeah. So yeah, he, he just lucked out. All right, cool. Let's move on to the 5-5 five five matchup. Yeah. Where we so, take questions from viewers, have them and, vote on which ones we're going to talk about, and then yep. discuss them. And uh, this time we're probably going to do three questions. Not much news going on, so we'll just... And there's a lot of good questions, so let's go ahead and try to get to as many as we can. And uh, I will set up the poll while David reads these all to you. Absolutely. Number one. Shit, wow, this is a long one. Should the FGC and game developers be <laughs> okay. making more effort so, archive so it, patches of fighting games? It's actually two right. different people asking basically the same question. That's why it's so All long. Right. There's a slash okay. in there to separate those two. Yeah. Number one, A, should the FGC and game developers be making more effort to archive old patches of fighting games, partly as a historical record, partly a resource to study fighting game development and bouncing? B, 
Big system mechanic patches are great, but should we be worried about old versions being lost to time? DBFC, for example, was rendered a completely different game by many of its patches. Number two, after watching SFL JP and seeing the stats after the match, would it be helpful to players to get certain stats after an online match? For example, amount of times the jumping attack hit you, hinting at focusing on the anti-airs, or amount of times the opponent counter hit you. Number three, what is the fighting game that did the most for the FGC? Third Strike, ST, Marvel, Tekken, or something else? For me, it's Marvel 2. That's when I noticed, and cats were beefing, who's best? Exclamation points! Great time! <laughs> Exclamation points! Though the Diego Perry Oof. in third is so famous. Four, now that we've turned the rollback corner, how do we get developers, publishers to understand the importance of crossplay? GGST is still not crossplay with PC console. Melee has no crossplay. KOF 15 is only PS4 or 5 crossplay despite being on six platforms. Question number five How often do you experience burnout with fighting games, specific games, or in general? What do you do to address or combat said burnout? Number six Street Fighter, Tekken, KOF, or Guilty Gear out of the four, which franchise do you think will come to an end first and why? And then lastly, number seven, would you be interested in a no-patch format for fighting games along with the normal patching? Like how card games have standard and expanded formats. All right, are you good with the poll? Poll is set up. You can type in exclamation mark one, exclamation mark two, etc., all the way till exclamation mark seven. If you are a subscriber, you can type in two choices. And uh, as normal, Tubo always uses his two votes for the same question instead of spreading right. the love. What a so, genius. All right. It's, uh, it's, it's ranked voting, and I ranked one, number one, and nothing else, anything. And uh, Flow Toss, if you did that on purpose, I'm not sure, but it's supposed to be exclamation mark and then the number. I don't know if you just typed it too fast or something. <laughs> just in case. Just in case. I have made my own choices. Dang, two questions are winning out by a lot right now. So we already know what two of the questions is. It's the third question that, well, no, actually things are catching up here. Things well, are catching up. If it's the third up. top three, then that's what we're going to go for. Yeah, we should just go for those three. There's Three and four are super close right now, but I can stop it right here and just, I mean, there's only been 26 votes, so I'm going to let people keep voting here for another 10 seconds just because of the delay on Twitch and stuff like that. So get them in now. Nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. Nobody's vote. Okay, let's do this. Close it. The number one, it's going to be three, five, and six. Mm. So what is the fighting game that did the most for the FGC is the first question that we have here. Uh, Let's get that on the screen for you guys. And start the timer here. Let me just solve this question. The answer is Street Fighter 2. Nailed it. Got it. Humans. Humans. Street Fighter 2 <laughs> is the answer. Congratulations to me for having solved the puzzle. That's the answer. Yeah, it's pretty simple. Pretty cut and dry. There is no... All right, but obviously that no, was implied. Nothing argue. That was implied. Yeah. So what's second place after the one that actually created the oh. FGC in the first place? ST was in those choices, man. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. It's they listed ST. ST. It's not, not ST. ST for sure. I mean, in fact, I'm I'm not even like as much as I love Street Fighter Two. I don't know. I might actually have a different game that would. Well, in, in my eyes, ST is Street Fighter Two. No, right. buddy, I'm talking about Street Fighter Two. 
the game that launched the fighting games as yeah, a big competitor. I, I, I get that, yeah. Super but Turbo that is, is the later one that literally 10 people knew existed throughout the rest of, <laughs> like, nobody knew that game now. existed. I, I mean, honestly, like, real talk, Street Fighter Four might even be tied with Street Fighter Two with how much it changed the FGC and how important it was to the FGC. Because, again, I know not a lot of people agree with the concept of the Dark Ages, you know, from 2002 to 2008 or whatever, you know. Um, but Street Fighter Four was what turned fighting games back to a mainstream genre. Like, nobody was making fighting games anymore. And because Street Fighter Four was also the first one to start becoming nationally competitive, like, if you think about games before Street Fighter Four, they would come out, Tears be damned, and some character would dominate, and Capcom would just be like, "This is cute," and just like, "Whatever," you know. And or uh, all the companies were like, "Whatever." Street Fighter Four was the first one that went to super. It started getting patched. They were trying to make all the characters better. It cre- it, it, it was the game that thrived during the beginning of streaming. It really popularized that concept and rebirthed the genre so much that all the franchises came back. And now we have this situation where every game is actually like trying to be balanced. You know, I, I really do feel like Street Fighter 4 is probably one of the most pivotal games in the history of the fighting game community. It, it, it was the face of the game. And, and again, that GameStop tournament really opened up a lot of people's eyes we joke about o-niners but there's a reason why we joke about it because street fighter 4 brought in so many people into the fgc so uh even with street fighter 2 obviously being yeah it's the one that created the genre and everything but i feel like street fighter 4 is almost just as important well, I'll one-up you here, James, and say Street Fighter V is the <laughs> most important launch in the modern generation because they fucked up so bad that people went, maybe I'll try Tekken and Guilty Gear. Yeah. Maybe uh, maybe I'll try that Unio game over that. That, that can't be any worse. <laughs> I'll, do I'll try anything better. now. I'll do one better than you. Why is Gamora... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's basically what I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I don't know, man. I actually do think that was like a pretty pivotal moment. Like all joking aside, it was. Uh, I think that the shitty launch of Street Fighter Five really led to other people playing oh, yeah. more games, <laughs> spreading out. So you know, thanks Street Fighter for three times being that yeah. that game that we needed. I guess that's true. Yeah, I hadn't thought about it as like three times. Uh, as somebody who. I feel that SF4's role in the rebirth of the FGC is overstated. It's nevertheless obviously super important. Um, so I think that it's, I mean, the answer is Street Fighter 2. But but second place is, yeah, it probably is Street Fighter 4. It probably is Street Fighter 4. At least in at least in the NA FGC, I can't really necessarily speak to every region. But for us, um, and, and definitely for at least many other regions, uh, SF4 had a, had a really important role to play, definitely. Uh, I mean, I think, you know, uh, other games were in development around the same time or the development started before SF4 actually came out in some cases. So I think that, like, the idea that it 
that it brought fighting games back is not really real. It's just kind of like they happened to be coterminous in time, more or no, less. No, I think it's pretty um, real, man. I, I don't, I don't think anybody would have played Blaze Blue if Street Fighter Four didn't come out. To be real, like I mean, like Bla- Blaze Blue was out, MK9 was in development. There yeah, had been a KOF. Again, like, there had, like, like there had been a Caliber. They just weren't good launches, unfortunately. Uh, so yeah. I, I feel like that again. SF4 is very important. I do feel like it's a little bit overstated, but it was probably my right. number two overall. I mean, yeah. The way that I see it, though, because you remember when MK9 first came out, there was the tournament that, you know, Justin and Flo and Eli Joe and Mark Man. I remember and, that. And they had to play on those uh, those PDF yeah. sticks or whatever. Now, PDF sticks. They were. Yeah. PDF sticks. Would up that tournament have even happened? Was it not for the GameStop stuff no, that Street Fighter it 4? It wouldn't. Right. That's, that's yeah. what I was kind of pointing out. Too. Yeah. Nobody yeah. would have played this shit if it wasn't Street right. Fighter 4 didn't come out. Not, well, at this not level. competitively. Everybody would have played Mortal Kombat. Everybody would have played Mortal Kombat. Everybody buys Mortal Kombat. <laughs> yeah. But competitively in tournaments, yeah. nope. Would not no, have I came think, back to I, I think they would have played it in tournaments. What wouldn't have happened, and I think what James is talking about, is that I don't think that there would have been the sort of esports take on it. Yeah. Right? I mean, the funding to get people involved. I mean... A, a, a major mover behind the PDP tournament in the first place is like a, was a longtime FGC guy, even in the first place. Um, and no. and I'm sure convincing everybody in who whatever rights holders he needed to get on board with that was not easy. So yeah, I'm sure SF4 had a big impact on that. So uh, I, I want to address two things in the chat. One, Canadian Ed asks the spicier question: Hyper fighting versus Super Turbo in terms of impact. People have to understand that nobody played Super Turbo. Street Fighter was dead. Yeah, yeah. Street Fighter was dead when Super Turbo came out. Like literally in America, Super Turbo. Like people think Super Turbo and Third Strike were must have been just like everybody's in the arcade with how much we talk about those games. Those were two of the most dead periods of Street Fighter in Street Fighter history. Those two games, (laughs) (laughs) which is really funny actually. Uh, But the other one is 16-bit talking about Smash. Uh, shouldn't Smash get a huge shout out? I mean, okay, for sure. I I would say yes, but it you know obviously I've been trying my you know I've been trying to convince people that the scenes should combine more. Some people, it's just it's such a separate path that like I can't say that it had necessarily an effect on the greater FG, FGC Smash. FGC. Yeah. F- Smash had a great impact on Smash. <laughs> is kind of how I see it, basically. And that's not yeah. me trying to be mean or keep them separate. I'm just saying that's just kind of the, the true nature of it, right? They they grew up in very different environments. Fighting games, the, 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 the there is the console fighting game life of the Smash players, and there is the arcade-born fgc that came from street fighter and mortal kombat and tekken and such and and they do carry very different kind of mindsets yeah of course melee is one of the most one of the most important fighting games of all time i mean there's no doubt about that but i don't know that it has i don't think you could say it that it did the most for the fgc as a whole yeah i think that's i think that's right all right Let's but yeah, Smash on. is gigantic. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, and again, interestingly enough, I mean, it was kind of a combination of the FGC existing that brought Melee back into the limelight, right? Because they, they've talked about that in the documentary that 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 uh, Evo po- that Evo money drive 
was a big catalyst for a lot of the, the re, melee. Re, re, was melee being reborn. So it saved melee, straight up. Yeah. That's not even sugarcoated. It's straight up saved melee. Melee was in trouble before that. But yeah, Smash. I mean, I'm not being mean. Like it's huge. just fat. No, I I get it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Smash Smash is certainly much bigger than the rest of the FGC. <laughs> like as and and I I don't mean that just in sort of the competitive sense, but like the game series Smash is ridiculously huge. So yeah, anyway, absolutely. We, we move on. We move on. And Smash Ultimate might be one of the greatest video games ever created, frankly. So. It's up there. Dude. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yep. Let's go to question. I would not want to be the guy making the next Smash. I'll put it that way. Oh, nope. God. I just, I can't even imagine that. Like, at this point in time. Oh, if I just... was Nintendo, I just wouldn't. I would just, like, upgrade it, put yeah, it on the new right? console every That's five a... years. <laughs> I was going to say no, You exact... can't do better. Maybe give it, like, gonna... some more characters every five years. But, like, you can't, you can't do better. Dude, I was going to say the same thing. Dude, just, just keep updating it. Like, here's they the next it. generation console. Just keep doing it. So. All right, yeah. all right. Well, here's the next question. How, How often, often do you experience, do you experience oh. burnout with fighting games? What do you do to address or combat said burnout? I mean, it's <sighs> an interesting question for me because I don't know if I would call it burnout, but like I don't play fighting games as much as I used to. But I think I don't, I'm not burned out on it. I think that streaming life has just made it harder for me to play fighting games because, you know, I, I, I definitely enjoy playing fighting games in a in a, in a in a kind of like a smaller environment and just having fun playing on stream and trying to be good and trying to entertain people is stressful for me. <laughs> you know, being good and being entertaining entertaining aren't always the same, man. Absolutely right. Right. And I'm not equipped. That's why I separated them into two different things. They're both very stressful to me because although, yeah, I could be entertaining without being good or being good without being entertaining, like, I have too much pride in my history of being good in fighting games that it's so painful for me to suck right now. You know what I mean? Like, it's, gotta let that go, old man. This is the future. Yeah, yeah also, you don't even suck that bad. I want to point out. Yeah, that, that also too. But, <laughs> but that's besides right. the point. All right, yeah. all right, all right. So, but but what if, what if you do have burnout, right? So we're talking about like you really like to play fighting games, but like oh now you just something about it you don't want to you don't want to turn it on you're not interested in playing it anymore you don't want to go through the ups and downs of trying to get good and now you're gonna get worse and you plateau and now you're tired of it that whole process i mean honestly uh i think one of the best ways to get back into is play a completely different fighting game i don't even mean like a genre like go take a break from fighting games go play a different genre go find a fighting game that you wouldn't expect because I will say, despite all of the, you know, me saying I don't like to play on stream that much, I still do Soul Calibur every week. Soul Calibur is the fighting game that I have played the most in the past year for free, like not even a question. And it's really kind of reignited this kind of joy in me learning fighting games again. And, you know, like I said, even though I only play once a week, you know, Everybody in the stream that watches me play. Now, granted, I get a lot of advice for, because I get a lot of strong players playing there. So I'm lucky in that regard. But still, playing, like, if you think about it, for a year, like, let's say 50 times a year, right? 50 days in a year playing a fighting game, I should still be pretty freaking garbage. But, like, everybody says that my improvement is 
like they say it's night and day how I started and where I'm at Excellent. right now. So it, it's just, it did reignite a lot of the passion that I had in fighting games, learning something completely different than what I've played before and playing something new. Uh, even playing a new character like Dr. Omnipotent is saying in the chat helps as well. So while a lot of people might think the answer is go play other genres and give yourself a break from a fighting game, I think it's more important to give yourself a different perspective on the genre in terms of characters or game style. Uh, like we were talking to Coach Steve, I just think that that changes how you look at fighting games a lot. Like when in Street Fighter 4, when I first played Vanilla, I only played Cammy. And then when I finally started trying to learn other characters, did I realize how broken Cammy's jumping roundhouse was, right? So, like, you know. <laughs> well, I went through a phase just recently of me not playing fighting games for a while. For, I mean, a good three, four months, maybe six months even. It was, it was quite a while. And during that time, I wasn't playing no fighting games. I would occasionally play SF5. I played. Probably only a couple of times SF5, only a couple of times Mortal Kombat, and nothing else. And then Strive came out, and I played Strive with friends. What the draw for me for Strive, although I liked the game a lot, was was primarily just like hanging out with friends, and like that's a fun experience for me. Um, so I I liked that side of it. That's what kept me in for it briefly, anyway. When I when I don't want to play a fighting game, it's not because I get burned out on fighting games. It's because I get burned out on competition. That's that's what it is. So I don't I don't want to go play another fighting game because it's the same issue. I don't want to go play an RTS or whatever, a shooter or whatever, maybe because it's the same issue. I just don't really want to be competitive for a while. That's rare. And it's only happened to me a small handful of times in 15 years of being you know, a competitive <laughs> player or whatever. Almost 20 years, I guess. It's it's happened half a dozen times, maybe. So, but you know, when when it happens, I recognize it. And and I don't force myself, you know. I know that that burn will come back, and even during that time, the soul still burns. It will always keep burning. Yeah, exactly. Even during that time, I'm still like watching tournaments, and I'm still watching match footage, and I'm still commentating, and like all that stuff is still fun for me because it's not that I've gotten burned out on fighting games. It's just I don't want to be competitive myself, and that's a different thing, I think. Um, as far as burning out on a specific game, a specific character. The only instance that that's happened to me, and I think was in Third Strike, when I just got burned out on Q, I think is what it was. I just didn't want to lose anymore. You got burned before, by Q. Then, got right, burned yeah. by Q. I've played Chun-Li for a little while just to see like if it really was just the fact that I was playing Q that I hated. And... Um, and I enjoyed playing Chun, and I got better tournament results with her in one month than I had in whatever years playing Q. Um, and so that I was certainly burned out on Q for a while. And yeah, I, my response to that was, let's try a different character. I mean, the lesson that I took from that was like, oh my god, I can't believe I've spent all this time <laughs> playing Q. I'm never going to play this game again. <laughs> and I didn't play Third Strike for years after that. Um, now Norma's I, I love it again. I mean, I got back in love with the game, but that, that took me a while. So yeah, switching characters did give me a different perspective that was very helpful in the sense that it had me just playing Street Fighter 4 and um, HDR and whatever else was out at that time. <laughs> you know, I, uh, I was thinking about how I could put this, but I, I don't burn out. I plateau. Okay. I, don't, mm -hmm. I don't like 
get to a point where I'm like, oh, I don't want to play this anymore. I get to a point where if I don't stop playing, I just flowchart over and over again online. And then I go, what am I losing? And then I go, oh, shit. Because I literally did backdash, jump forward, fucking H nine times in a row and got anti-ered every time. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so I, I don't I don't really burn out because I like playing fighting games. I really do. I mean, obviously, some days I don't feel like it and I don't. Yeah. But most of the time I'm, I'm playing strive four to five times a week, like, you know, at least three on stream. And then like I'll definitely play on the weekend for sure. Um, so yeah, I, I don't I don't burn out. I just I hit a point where I'm not learning anything anymore and I need a break. Uh, yeah. and usually, usually that's like, depending on the game, that's when I'll either put it down and play a different fighting game or I will learn a new character. So I'm glad I haven't really gotten at that point on strive. And I feel like most days I learn stuff. I mean, sometimes I autopilot, but most days I'm still learning stuff. And especially now with the new patch, it's like, Oh, got to learn everything again. That's cool. <laughs> so so, yeah, I, I don't really burn out. I just get to a point where I am not paying attention anymore, and I, I need to step away or do something within the game to reignite my brain to be like, oh, yeah, no. oh, okay, yeah, I get it. And that, that's that's helped me throughout the years to, to get past those those plateaus that I hit. It's so easy to, to accidentally go into autopilot mode. <laughs> it really, really is if you just, like, get to that point where you... you, you, you yeah, you're not even like thinking while playing. So I was uh, playing Skyward Sword. I was playing Gunfire Reborn. Um, probably other stuff. What else was I playing for a while? You were playing uh, Rocket Bo- Arena. You were playing. Uh, That's true. Oh man, that was Arena. like Rocket Arena was over a year ago now. Yeah, man. it has been a while. I mean, there ago, was I that guess. time. It's, yeah, you were also playing Breath of the Wild and Mario Breath Odyssey. It's yeah, Metroid. Yeah. Doom. You Metroid. I've been playing Dread since it came out. Yeah, yeah of course. Uh, I, yeah, I, 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 I haven't. I do, go, I do go to other other game genres. I finally got it. I haven't started it yet, though. So so good, James. Oh, Such I know, I know. Game. So I mean, Olaf so is good. Olaf is as much a Metroid fan as he is an SNK fan, oh, and no. so he was worried because it's by the same company that made uh, Samus Returns, which he didn't really like as much. And, uh, uh, but he loves this game. He loves this game. So I'm ready to play that very at good. this point. It is a very good game. Yeah, I agree. But uh, I do, you know, what you had mentioned, David, was something that uh, Shay mentioned in the chat as well. It's the competitive burnout, right? It's just like sometimes you yeah. just don't want to be competitive at that point. So, yeah, if you do run into that situation, just go find some other things to kind of take your attention away. But I think Read one important Come on. I think Such one grass. important thing, though, that David said and I just wanted to highlight it because I think it's actually really important is go ahead and step away from playing the game, but keep watching some of the matches, keep watching the stream because, you know, as long as you watch it and you see the hype moments and you're just like, God, that's so cool. And it, that has the potential to bring you back in, I think, which is mm. really, really cool. All, All right, right. Next question. Move on to the next one. Yes, please. All right. So, uh, the third question that we got was, wow, okay, here we go. Uh, Street Fighter, Tekken, or Gil- KOF, or Guilty Gear. Out of the four, which franchise do you think will come to an end? An end, sorry. I should have probably did more. Come to and end. Yeah, <laughs> come to and end. Uh, come to an end first, and why? Uh, definitely Street Fighter. 
And why? Because Capcom abandons uh, IPs. I mean, that's have. the only reason. Okay. Yeah, Capcom abandons IPs. That's the only reason. Tekken will never get abandoned. Yeah. KOF, KOF, and Guilty Gear are. I mean, they're not. I don't want to say they're low budget, but they're not of the budget of Street Fighter or Tekken type games. And they're going to continue to get made. I mean, uh, as long as SNK exists, I guess. Uh, but I, I don't see why Guilty Gear would ever end. It just had its most successful launch ever <laughs> of all time. I think uh, it's not going to go anywhere. This is but, a yeah, hot I, take. I, I, think, I, th- I think Street Fighter, just because Capcom ends IPs. You poor Mega Man fan. Yeah, I am a, a 100% a poor Mega hey, Man fan, yes. 11, 11, 11 was out. like four years ago already, James. Yeah, but it still came out and it was good. <laughs> After how long? <laughs> Oh man! It's, I, they, I, they forget about IPs, man. That's that's think, that's the only reason I think it will go away. I think the answer is um, either KOF or Guilty Gear. KOF, I think I'm less worried about. I was worried about it just because like the company was having financial woes, and now that's like maybe not happening as much. So that probably won't end then. So my guess is Guilty Gear because Daisuke is a living mortal, and it will eventually pass away, and that's hopefully not for a long time. But like when that happens. He's such he's such a driving force for that game in a way that just doesn't really exist for Street Fighter, certainly. Tekken, but only to a lesser extent, I feel, right, with Harada. Daisuke is, like, such... He's such a mastermind of that game. Street Fighter has already had all these different producers and directors and stuff. Right. Like, that that mm-hmm. isn't even an, an issue for that series anymore. So I think, I think SF will continue. I also think that all of these will continue for a very long time. Yeah. I think that we're going to have Street Fighter X, oh, Guilty Gear. Yeah, I'm not worried there. about any of them going away right now. No. I think the fighting game community and at large fighting games are at <laughs> one of the best places they've been in maybe ever overall. So I'm not worried about any of them going away right now. Like, I mean, Daisuke so- is, is game balance and character design and music and just all this, and, and in a much more integral way than any of the other game producers. Correct. Well, almost maybe. Yeah. Maybe there's a couple and be like Sakurai or something. Even him, probably not as much, to be honest. So, I, I, yeah, I feel like once he's gone, I'm not sure if the series will continue, but you ain't going that's anywhere. a long ways off. No, it's a long ways off, hopefully. Yeah, of course. I mean, this is the thing, right? I mean, uh, it's not going to be Street Fighter. It's not going to be Tekken. Uh it's going to be either KOF or Guilty Gear. Now, KOF has a huge history, and I would argue it has, still has a bigger fan base than Guilty Gear does. Um, and uh, the b- problem with that is just the company, right? I mean, S&K literally has just been, like, hot potatoed around between all these different people, and they barely had a budget to, to, to make 14 and Samurai yeah. Showdown, and had to make these deals with Stadia and Epic Game Store, I'm sure, just to be able to keep developing the game and such. So And I mean, War Criminals. Dude, I yeah. mean, that's another issue, right? So, honestly, from a real-world logistical standpoint, I'm scared that KOF is probably the most likely one, right? But David also has a point that KOF will be made even after Oda leaves the company. Let's say that yeah. that's not a concern. Oda's going to keep making it. Harada will... He wasn't He wasn't there on Tekken 1, I don't think, right? I think Harada came in on 3 or something like that. Oh, but, I thought uh, he was there. I, I'm, 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 I'm not, not sure, sure, but, like, I feel like someone can take over for him. But Guilty Gear, 
is Daisuke's baby, and it is only Daisuke's baby. And I'm sure if Daisuke leaves the company, he'll probably say you... Because, like, I think that's the reason why there's no Guilty Gear characters in BB Tag, because I think Daisuke was just like, no, you know? Like, <laughs> Daisuke has a lot of power over his own franchise. <laughs> so... Yeah. I mean, even to the point where, you know, he was voicing one of the characters, writing the music. One of his best friends was voicing Zato. He passed away. He almost took Zato out of the game. You know, like, there was all this stuff. There's a good chance that once Daisuke decides to retire, like, let's say Sakurai is done with Smash kind of thing, Nintendo will find someone else to make another Smash game. Uh... I don't know if that'll happen for Guilty Gear. I think Daisuke, if he gets to the point where he's making a last game, like he'll probably make a last game and then everybody in the story dies and it's just like you can't do this anymore kind of thing. So from that perspective, I would say... salts the earth. Yeah, (laughs) basically. I I would probably say Guilty Gear uh, out of the four just for that reason because... It's not a franchise that, like, I feel like it's just one of those things that, like, Daisuke is so, like, it's so much his child that, and Daisuke feels like, kind of almost like Bill Watterson-esque. It's like after Calvin and Hobbes is done, like, nobody can touch it, you know, kind of things. So you're saying he's like Hideo Kojima to Metal Gear? I mean... Kind of, except Konami still has had a lot of power over Kojima, right? I don't know if Arxis can can deny Daisuke this easily. <laughs> if Arxis want to be big fat jerks, they could give him a boot and make Guilty Gear Strive Two tomorrow. They and could. Their IP. Not, yeah, presumably they own the IP and not Daisuke. But I, right, I don't yeah. know mm-hmm. if I would be very surprised if he actually owned the IP, just from a legal perspective. Right, of course. Yeah, of course. I, I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know. That's what I'm saying, like they they don't have to respect Daisuke's vision at the right. end is what I'm no, saying. For sure, for yeah. sure. They, they, they could continue making the games that they... That's, that's why I asked. That's literally why I asked if, he, if he's like Kojima. <laughs> because yeah. Konami is... There's rumors they're making a new Metal Gear game. So I'm just like, well, sometimes even Japanese companies don't honor the memory of those who, you know, got them there. <laughs> there's rumors. I mean, there's let's rumors. put it this way. The game probably will make sense. But then will it be a Metal Gear game, right? <laughs> whoa, 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 You're, you're you attacking his hero, you all right, just so you know. You just attack Hideo Kojima's storytelling style. Because let me tell you, Hideo Kojima's storytelling style is genius. Absolutely 100% genius. That man, I, I, will let, I will let him write my life story as a book. And he could do whatever he wanted with it because it would be incredible. All I like, know that's, is he's that... Amazing. I played Metal Gear Solid Five for a little bit. Yeah. I was in a hospital and I escaped yeah. the hospital and a giant whale or a unicorn yeah. or something like that was flying sure. in the sky on fire. Huh? And then I'm in the desert. Yeah. That's all I that's like one of the things I remember about five. You gotta you gotta play through the game and finish it. Yeah. And then you'll understand more. Sadly, I didn't get that far. (laughs) Well, then, you know, that's like like watching the first 10 minutes of a movie and being like, I don't know if that that lady ever becomes the real true Captain Marvel. I didn't finish it, but 
Let me tell you, it didn't start off great. <laughs> Look, Come I will on, say man. this. I will say this. As much as I joke about it, I do love me some Metal Gear Solid. And I and it, it is definitely... I mean, it's the reason why I'm playing No More Heroes 3, right? I mean, Suda51 is like on the same level of kind of insanity that Kojima yeah. is. But it's that, ins- is it's that insanity that when you see it, it's like... It's just, it works, you know? It's like, there's just something about it that works. That's why when there was that potential for a Kojima-Guillermo del Toro combination for a Silent Hill game, like, I was like, I am on board. Konami gave them the boot. Think about that. Konami said, nah. My PlayStation 3 is very valuable because I still have PT on there, so. (laughs) And... Again, if you had never played through PT and you don't know anything about it, I I don't know if it's been properly emulated now or something like that, but like, it's just one of those things that you have to play. Like, it's just an experience that I've never, oh, is it PS4? You're right. It is PS4. I still have PT on my PS4. And, uh, God, one, like people have been hacking that game recently. And some of the things that they've discovered about the game, I mean, like, I don't want to spoil stuff in 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 the chat for, but I mean, it's yeah, like I mean, ten years old it. now, right? And you can't play it. Just look it up on YouTube. Look up PT. You'll find all the stuff. I mean, it like not not plot wise because if you play through the game, you'll never know this. But like, people always felt like something was off in the game, and someone's hacked the camera. And uh, it is act so there's a like there's a ghost scary zombie dead lady in the game and she's actually behind you a hundred percent of the, the time. The entire time, yeah. They yeah. The, the model is spawn right behind you. Yeah, you she's actually it. just there a hundred percent of the time, but whenever you turn, she stays behind you. And so sometimes she'll cast little shadows, sometimes she'll make noises, but you never see her. There was only one glitch where people saw her for a half a second and people thought it was a glitch to spawn her. No, it was a camera glitch where you would actually see her, what people realized afterwards. But yeah, she's literally there 100% of the time while you're playing the game. And I think that is just, I mean, God. When I first saw that, I was like, I'm never playing this game ever again. (laughs) I was like, no. You know who else is there for you 100% of the time when you're playing KOF 15? Hydern. Let's talk about Hydern, James. Yeah, let's do that. Hydern was kind of spoiled when the box art for King of Fighters 15 was unveiled because Hydern is on the box. And, uh, really? Yeah, he's oh. on the cover of the box. So people knew Hydern was coming. And apparently he's on the box because he's going to play a major role in this storyline. He's always been like one of those important figures. And so he's probably going to do something really major for the storyline. But they officially revealed him all in one week, too, because for a while they've been doing silhouette one week and then trailer the next week. But they did silhouette and trailer right away. And so here he is. Hydern's in the game now. So there you go. Sweet. All um, right. He looks cool. Uh, I would say I, that. I've seen the trailer a couple of times. We haven't done the synchronized show where we've analyzed the trailer because we had to skip last week's. But uh, tomorrow on twitch.tv slash jchenzor on synchronized, we will be doing some details on the uh, on the trailer and stuff and talking about cool. the uh, – and breaking it down. And Olaf can tell me if anything changed with the character and such. Cool. 
Uh, also related to KOF is KOF 98 UM Final Edition. Uh, they announced that it was going to get rollback to everybody, and especially Laban's joy. Uh, and Laban being one of the best 98 players has been playing forever and like in America. Um, but um, the beta test has started on Steam. And uh, there was a tweet. Was it by Crystal Dynamics, I think it was? Or um, not Crystal. I did it again. Code Mystics. Freaking Code Mystics. I always get those mixed. Crystal Dynamics. Stupid brain. Code Mystics. Didn't they tweet there? Said like, we've been spectating the the world and we've noticed people have been lobbying for certain features or something like that. It was phrased like something like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's in the Steam description as well. Something like that. So obviously implying that spectator lobbies are going to be in as well. Although they're not for this current patch. Wow. It was gnarly times in James country. Uh, it's right. It's live right now. So, so my cat is sleeping on my lap and my leg fell asleep. That's all. Jasmine hasn't live. been feeling well. She hasn't been feeling well. So I'm like oh. really worried about her, to be honest with you. She's not eating as much. And one day she was just oh. like puking all of her food and all the water she was drinking and stuff like that. So I'm just keeping a close eye. On. And she's been really like just wanting to sleep on me the whole time, which is why I haven't been lifting her up or bothering her. Oh, baby. So I'm just kind of leaving her right now. So, yeah, she's. Okay, I'm worried about her, too. Please yeah. keep us in the loop. Yeah, for sure. Um, for sure. The beta test period for this, again, starts literally an hour ago, an hour and a yeah. half ago. And it goes until October 29th. So you got a while to try it out. It's 10 days. Look into that. Pretty cool. Awesome to get pretty good cool. netcode. Pretty, pretty, pretty cool. Okay. Smash Ultimate version 13.0 came out. Sora oh. is now available. Yes, Sora is now available, and uh, and the, the 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 patch with Sora also came with some balance changes as well. Uh, it did. They they buffed Little Mac. <laughs> <laughs> was was that, that it? Did they just buff Little no, they Mac? Actually, they actually it? changed a bunch of characters. But I was, you know, I've wanted to play Little Mac. Whenever I play Smash, I play Little Mac. Is what I would say. <laughs> And because he's like the Street Fighter character, basically. <laughs> you know, there's I mean, literally Street Fighter characters. No, right, no, I was yes. about to say, we're oh, using yeah, the is. game now. <laughs> yeah, but he's a grounded character who basically is just playing footsies. So I, I play him, I really enjoy him. They gave him some buffs. I assume he's still bad. I don't know, though. We'll see. Other characters got changed, too. I'm not an expert enough in the game to tell you what, what happened. Exactly. So unfortunately, I haven't had a chance to try Sora, so I, I, can't, I don't really have much to say about him. But, you know... Um, Hopefully he looks he strong. I will say that he looks like a strong character. I mean, he looks he looks like he has the stuff that you need to be a strong character in right. a Smash type game. It, it, he seems like one of those characters that he works as you expect him would out of the gate, and so the things that seem strong are strong, and so it's very easy to start doing well with the character. I think so. Just sure. in checking out the patch notes, just briefly, it looks like all the changes that they made were buffs. Yeah. So mm -hmm. to Jigglypuff, Dr. Mario, Zelda, Lucario, Rosalina, Luma, Little Mac, They're uh, saying Ridley, K.K. Rule, and Isabel. Oh, and Incineroar. So someone okay, a couple of other is... things that weren't buffs too, but those are those are buffs there. Someone in the chat is actually Flywave is actually saying people are comparing Sora to Day Zero Bayonetta that he might be busted. Okay. So interesting. Yeah. Right. Okay. Good. Okay. Good, luck. Good luck, everybody. Yeah, have right. fun. That's it. That's the end of the game. Yeah, Speaking if you were smashed, 
If you're a Smash player, let us know in the chat what you think of... Uh, let us know in the YouTube comments what you think of Sora right now. Let us know if he is kind of busted, so... Um, but yes, you know, speak. you know what was busted was this video game, Nickelodeon All Stars Brawl, that you have uh, skedaddled. Skip fast. Did I skip it? Oh shoot! Just sorry, more, sorry, sorry. My bad. My bad. You're right. There you okay. go. There you go. That game had some of the grimier stuff that I've seen in a fighting game. Had? Had, well, okay, it still definitely does. But they did get rid of some of the grimy stuff. <laughs> okay, uh, so there was a patch note that came out for it. And what's cool as well is that, like, they've had super open communication with mm -hmm. uh, the public um, to, to the point Fully of, transparent. yeah, very transparent to the point of, like, we're not going to be fixing the netcode quite yet because the person who works on that is on vacation. Like, that's. Yeah. Oh, are you serious? Oh, dang. Yeah, okay. Straight okay. up. Yeah. The, the devs are, like, in the Discord just yeah. straight up talking to fans like, hey, uh, Dave is on. He's on vacay. <laughs> yeah gets back in a week and a half we'll start working on it then don't worry exactly That's yeah hilarious. and okay. and they uh, you know on twitter had even before the patch notes came out they were like yeah here's like a rundown of what's going to change and one of the things was i think it, the quote was mikey nair no longer dumb <laughs> like, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> So, you know, that's that's cool. I really I really think that's nice. They did make a bunch of changes. The game is definitely still wild and crazy, but some of the stuff like the way that some of the of Mikey's stuff worked, some of the infinites that were found, some of like the, the some glitches that allowed some stuff. Apparently one of the glitches was well, glitches was that Patrick was supposed to have armor on command grab and like now it's there. Mm. So they're they're changing stuff and that's cool. Good job. Yeah, I mean, but again, you know, judging to the you know, conversation we're having with Strive, do you feel like that this might be too many patches too quickly? Or do you feel like no. they're just addressing the, the clearly busted things? Oh, no, yeah. This game is not in the same league as, like, Strive in terms no. of balance <laughs> and things that need to be, like, there a lot needs to be touched up. And like like uh, like uh, Big Four Little said in the chat, um, they did make changes to the DI. I played it yep. a little bit last night, and you can actually feel them, like, immediately. Oh, okay, okay. So that's something that I was complaining about too, like right away. I was just too, it was too easy to trap someone right. and never let them leave. Like it, it was very much a one touch game right. <laughs> for everyone. If you played anybody worth a damn in the game, one touch, you right. can kill. Uh, it feels like you have a bit of more chance to get out of those situations now, okay. which is okay. really, really good for the game. Um, but yeah, I, I think they have a long way to go. If, if they want to make it like a balanced competitive game, they have a long way to go. If they don't care to do that and they want it just to be like madness, then they're on the right track. Keep it up. That game is madness. It's, it's really fun to watch. It is. I agree. All right. Uh, we move on. Yeah. Going to some community news here. Uh, so it turns out Red Bull is working on a documentary series about the fighting game community in particular it seems like to be about the locations and the specific arcades uh yeah. that have existed uh i know uh some people who are working on this and you know help pitched it and get it to fruition um Ooh. i know when a bunch of people were out here to interview it and stuff like that so i'm excited for this i haven't seen this first episode on chinatown fair uh, but uh, actually, do we know where it's at? Is it on like uh, what channel it's on over here? It's on the Red Bull YouTube. Okay. Which what is which is youtube.com slash Red Bull? I have no idea. I, I can click on the link for you know. if you want. Yeah, I'm trying to look over here. 
Um, or do they have like Red Bull Gaming or something like that? I don't know. Search no Red Bull idea. on YouTube. Like you'll find it instantly. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, it's it's Red Bull Gaming. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay, okay. It's so in this episode they brought on uh, who Li Joe Sabin Kramer and Nerd Josh to talk about Chinatown Fair, and then they also nice. had interviews um, a little bit more briefly with Justin Wong and Sanford, if I recall correctly. So those are uh, important people to talk to, no doubt about it, if you want to get the history. Yeah. Kind of, oh, and, and Henry Sen as well, which is Ooh, great. Okay, you know, okay. It's a, a great list of people to, to get on there and talk about it. And it, they waxed very nostalgically about Chinatown Fair and the arcade era. And, you know, the stuff that we all say, oh, it was a lot of fun. We met people. Um, oh, it was violent sometimes, but like, oh, 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 you know, looking back on it, it's funny. Whatever. It, I, I, I liked it. <laughs> I thought yeah. I thought it was maybe like a little bit too nostalgic and maybe a little bit too heavy on the like it doesn't matter Listen, who man, you are everybody you can, there, everybody's you don't welcome know. here because not everybody was welcome there um, as the fact that like they were exclusively interviewing men should obviously give you a, a hint as if he wasn't <laughs> as welcome there um, so like that's not that's not really the case but in many other ways it was obviously very yeah welcoming. I mean uh, I was and I, I was although not part of that arcade. Um, I had my own arcades that had similar experiences, and I did go to Chinatown Fair uh, before it died and played Street Fighter Four there, and, and it was cool. It was this very small little place, dingy as all the important arcades were small, dingy places, right? There was yeah. no like brightly lit, fancy arcade that was important. <laughs> I mean, strangely enough, Southern Hills Golfland might be the closest one because it was actually strangely well lit. It was small. <laughs> was it? Okay. Yeah, but it was uh, Southern. Wait, you've never been to Southern Hills Golfland? You've been to Southern. Uh, if I if I did, it was so long ago. I, I, uh, okay. I don't remember. No, Southern Hills Golfland was strangely actually well lit, and the the food, the super cheap food you could buy from behind the counter was surprisingly serviceable for uh, for mm, a okay. mini golf for a lucky mini times. Golf park. Actually, yeah. I don't think I ever went there now that I think about it more. Dang. Okay. Okay. No. Yeah. yeah. You'd be surprised at how brightly lit that place was. Actually, it was really cool. It was really nice. Anyway, check out this uh, series. I think it's really nicely done. It's cool to hear yeah. everybody talk about their experiences. Yeah, but I mean, yep. Speaking of you know Northern California scene and everything like that, uh, one of the uh, longtime members of the New York scene, aka John <laughs> Gordon, aka Flash Gordon, Flash G, um, passed away this past week. Uh, as well as SFE Don, a.k.a. Jay Wynn, uh, from Northern California. Uh, both of these players passed away, like, within days of each other. And yep. uh, I have just been seeing nothing but, you know, obviously heartfelt messages out there for these players. Uh, especially, you know, obviously from the New York scene for for Flash and... Uh, the NorCal scene for Jay uh, for SFE Don. I didn't know SFE Don as well. I did know Flash Gordon. You know, he was just, you can see, I mean, from my perspective, I, I like I said, I, I know him better so I can speak to him a little bit more. But he was just one of those guys that, like, you saw him every time you talked to him. It didn't matter if you knew him or didn't know him. I just he just felt like he was one of those guys who could be your friend. You know what I mean? It was just like you talk to him and you could just tell like he would always have a nice word, he would have a, a nice thing to say to you, etc. Um that one caught me 
you know, obviously they're all, they all catch me by surprise, but that one is definitely a tough one because he definitely affected a lot of people in the FGC because he was such a personable and kind person like that. So, and, uh, like I said, I wish I could say as much about Don, but just, you know, seeing all the people, Seglia, Hell Pockets, all these other guys from NorCal, you know, just being absolute taken aback by that uh, passing as well. Uh, you know, it's got to be a very similar situation for him. The way I would describe um, Flash G was like, the only reason that I wasn't close friends with him was geography, you know? And like, everybody felt that way about right. that guy. Yeah. Like, if if we lived near each other, I would have hung out with him all the time. He's super cool, super nice. Whenever we did see each other at tournaments, we would always hang out up a little bit. And that wasn't super often, you know, I mean, but whenever whenever we saw each other, of course, we would do that. And that and, and he had that relationship with everybody. And um, yeah. and he, you know, he was super close friends with a lot of people, not just in New York, but he was he was the kind of guy who um, was close friends with people all over the scene. And especially if you're somebody of of an older age, um, you know, you, we all knew who he was. Right. Like every all of us knew who, who he was. And that's true for people who are younger as well. He had, had a lot of friends who were younger, but like especially of an older generation, like we were all we're all friends with that guy. Um, so that one that one was definitely tough uh, for me as well. I was very sad to hear that. Um, you know, he had a lot of close friends in the scene who have who have all been saying a lot more. Again, especially people from the Northeast, from New York, but um, I've heard from people in the Midwest saying the same thing and, and other parts of the country too. So. Uh, uh, that was that was definitely tough. Um, I wish I could say more about uh, about Jay. Uh, I didn't right. know him personally. Yeah. Um, my understanding is that he lived not just in in NorCal but also in Seattle, and that he had a big impact on the Seattle scene. And um, yeah, that's hard. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, Shigundo. That's that's really that's really sad news. Do you remember what year we did the? Um... Uh, the Street Fighter Cross Tekken, like we did the, it was the Street Fighter 20th anniversary or whatever. And we were in New York for Street Fighter Cross Tekken. That's where we did the karaoke and, you know, all yeah. that stuff. Do you remember what year that was? By any chance? I would say 2013, but I'm not super confident in that. Because I know I have a picture that I took of him from that point in time, from around that time. So... Yeah. Oh, wait, here we go. San Fran. Uh, while you're finding that, I just want to note that there's a memorial stream that's being uh, put together by uh, Heather Heihachi um, Gilf on Twitter. And that's going to have exhibition matches for both Alpha 2 and Second Impact. Uh, Sean was a big fan of uh, both of those games. Oh, um, so I think that's that's really nice. Uh, that is cool. Very, 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 very good idea. And already... A lot of the people who um, who were involved are people who knew him well, or people who know those games well, knew that John was into it. Again, like everybody of a certain age like, knew knew him. Um, so you know, Second Impact has like Justin Wong playing and Lord BBH and Arliath and um, uh, Comeback and Saber and Alpha Two has a bunch of other other players as well. Vicky Vipers in there and so forth. So check that out. That is going to be on the twenty fourth at eight p.m. Eastern time. Cool. Yeah, I found this picture here. It's the only only picture that I have of uh Flash G 
here. So I figure I might as well just share this uh, on mm. stream while I have this here for you guys. Uh, where is this? Here we go. This was, uh, I mean, it was a, it was a joke picture that we took because uh, obviously there was Flash Metroid as well. And mm. so they were always fighting on who could be Flash, basically. <laughs> and so we were at a comic book <laughs> okay, shop. Yeah. And that's uh, Flash Metroid on the left over there. And there's John uh, Gordon Flash G on the right. And we saw Flash figures. So they were fighting over who had the right to be the true Flash in the FGC. So uh, Yeah, he's a funny guy. Yeah, he like I said, he's just one of those guys that so personable. I mean, like... Like we're at this age where it happens too frequently, it's not going to get any better. You know what I mean? Like that's it's going to happen more. Um, yep. So it, it's always tough when it does. And I'm sorry to everybody who knew them better than I did. Um, it's just obviously terrible news. So yeah, don't uh, don't forget to to hug your loved ones and yeah. let them know how you feel. Yeah, yeah. and go tell- any day. Yeah, and tell all your friends in the FGC and everywhere else as well. Just, you know, regardless of... I love you you guys. You too. Hello. All righty. I do. It's fine. Don't don't reciprocate. All right, fine. Oh, shut up. I tell you I love you all the time. All right. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) Let's move on to the tournament results. Yep. So we've had a few tournament results here. Uh, We've had a CPT from East Europe. Russia, this is the one that you were saying uh, where Honda almost won this one, right? Is this the one that you were talking about? This is indeed the one. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. This is the one where Jamie got into grand finals with Honda and winner's side and um, ended up losing to Papoy Laura, both uh, players in Russia. And uh, it was really good. I mean, it, it, again, CPT having all these smaller regions this time is really cool to get a look in on scenes that we don't see quite as often. Um, so I, I really enjoyed that, not just because Hondo's in there, but because there was a lot of good action too. For sure. Good work, so Papoy qualifies for Capcom Cup of Flora. There was also a Super Smash Con uh, Fall Fest results here, uh, where uh, Moist Light took it with Fox, and then in Melee, uh, po- Polish or Polish, I'm not sure which one it is, took it with it's Peach. Polish. Again, uh, you know, I wish I could give you a little more insight in that, but if anybody in the chat who's more familiar with the Smashing, wants to give us any interesting information about that event, uh, please feel free and put that in the chat. We'll try to read More it importantly, out. I watched it for Nick All-Star Brawl. I watched oh, you did? The grand final. I, I did, did watch, watch the it. finals. Yeah. I did, okay. I did. It was Pink taking it with Aang over Mirror Man with Spongebob. From losers. From yeah, losers. Yeah, yeah, it was and, a really and, good and, comeback. Yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, Mike was actually banned from this tournament, right? Mike, Mike he was, was banned because they were playing on Switch and the Switch didn't have the patch yet. Yeah. Right, right, yeah, and Mikey was broken. I mean, he had like an in, like one touch and you're dead, like free. Well, he right? also he also had a bug where he could literally stall the game out and you couldn't yeah. touch him. So. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. That okay. was another reason to to ban him. But yeah, he was also quite stupid. It was real zany, I will tell you that. But the grand finals, I mean, with zany games, one of the things that sometimes happens is that neutral becomes super important, right? Because mm-hmm. you like can't get touched. So yeah. I I thought that was actually pretty cool to watch. And then the results, just briefly actually don't really tell a story of like a super lopsided game uh here's the results ang spongebob then third place played oblina leo and cora then fourth place reptar fifth places were red and stippy and april seventh places were danny and zim 
Dang. So, I mean, that's as good as it gets. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, how like how did it feel? Did it have that Marvel two esque kind of feel of just being like no. kind of like it's crazy? Not, it's not Marvel. It's not no, but I, I don't just, mean like. I mean, I yeah, but you mean like the really good movement? No, it well, can't I just have mean like feeling. the game is kind of like all the characters are busted, like Vampire Savior. So that's what makes it good is that oh, everybody is busted, you know, kind of thing. I, I thought you meant like the, the emphasis on neutral that David was talking about. No, no, no. Uh, I'm just talking about it. Like I, I think it's far too early to, to compare it to Marvel okay, Two in any okay. format. Gotcha, far too early, gotcha. and they're gonna and they're gonna change so much. It's like what is it? Yeah, matter? yeah, yeah. No, yeah I, I'm of course, agree. of course. All right, what else we got? Uh, Dragon Ball Fighters, the World Championship Tenkaichi Online Master Challenge, uh, the East, the USA East, uh, took place. That was won by Hikari with Android 18, Vegito, and Android 21. Um, so apparently there's about 50 players and, uh, uh, they're going to get the qualification spot, uh, from this event here as well. Yep. So. And then what happened in Japan versus Korea? So uh, I don't even know if this was they planned this for the uh, patch, but you know Japan and Korea. I mean, Guilty Gear. The Guilty Gear scene has been setting up these ten v tens all over the place, right? There was yeah. a bunch USA versus Japan. They had an earlier one that was Japan versus uh, Korea before, and uh, which Korea won that one because Daru made like a crazy comeback at the end or something like that. Um, but uh, they ran another one, and it just happened to be like two days after the patch. <laughs> and so right, yeah. it was actually a really i mean you would think okay well then they don't know the dude these guys were taking advantage of all sorts of crazy new things and where did david go he's gone forever i didn't shut him down his internet might have blew let me see does he's he gone have forever a, he's in the chat still yeah but you you'll you can sit in discord your name will sit there for like minutes before it oh kicks right you. right right okay uh, so he might just be gone for a second. Okay. But anyways, continue on. Yeah, yeah, no problem, no problem. Uh, so they, this is the second, uh, this is the second time that they did the ten v ten of Japan versus Korea. And you know, some players obviously weren't there. X Y Z Z Y on Team Korea, for example, no Samito, no F A B on Team Japan and stuff. But they still had some of the craziest players out there. Turara uh, Kai from Japan. Turara Kai versus minus two from Korea, both of them Kai players. They played each other at one point in time, and I'm gonna tell you, it is the most disrespectful match I have ever seen in my entire life. If you are gonna go and try to watch Kai any match- no way. Dude, watch Kai Mir minus two I and- thought, I, Yeah, I'm being sarcastic. I know, yeah. Kai players are dicks. <laughs> Dude, they're the most disrespectful players in the game, besides maybe like Leo players. Yeah, I and again, if you want to watch the match, just go to YouTube.com/slash/UltraChenTV. The entire five-hour restream there. that I did is there. Uh, but Clear Lamp was there, you know, Omito. Uh, Pude, with some, Pude. Yeah, Pude Pude with some crazy character choices. I mean, there's a there's a Jacko on both teams, right? Pude Pude for uh, Japan. They is. had Huchu for Korea, but on Team Korea, there are ten players were 10 different characters. It was really, really cool. But uh, strangely enough, no May, no Ramlethal, and no Potemkin. Like, these three characters that were just missing. But um, I, I am going to say, I don't want to spoil the score, but it was very close, and it was super hype. Like I said, some of the matches were amazing hype. Crazy comebacks. And then, like I said, if there's one match you watch, minus two Kai versus Churara Kai, the most disrespectful match I've ever seen in my life. Like, seriously, these two players 
we're just trying to out-troll each other at some point. And it's <laughs> it's absolutely just like... Because I think, I think Minus 2 knows how crazy Churara is, and he was just like, nah, I'm going to be crazier than you. And so it was... I like I couldn't even commentate the match anymore because like it just didn't make any sense. Like the match just didn't make any sense at all. So cool. on the next oh, level. Check that out. Um, what do we have coming up? Uh, for upcoming events, uh, is your internet okay, David? By any chance? It looks like the camera's pretty pixelated out there. Yeah. But, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, it seems You're to be struggling. back now. Okay. Yeah. But uh, we have some upcoming news. Uh, Red Bull Kumite Las Vegas dates were announced. Uh, It's going to be the weekend of the 13th and 14th uh, that the Red Bull Kumite, I believe that's the weekend, right? 13th and 14th of uh, November. Yes, it's going to be the 13th and 14th of November. Uh, So Red Bull Kumite Las Vegas is the first time Red Bull Kumite has been in the U.S. Should be a great time. Uh, I'm a little sad because that's also the same weekend as the Classic Tetris World Championship Top 8. So uh, I'm not going to be able to go to that or nor work the event. Uh, and in fact, I'm not even going to be able to watch it live because I'm going to be doing the, the Tetris stuff. I'll be able to watch Saturday live. I won't be able to watch Sunday live. And that, ah, that you'll have a good me, time there, man. It makes Oh, I mean, the Tetris thing is going to be amazing. Time. Tetris is always a lot of fun for me, and it's it's really exciting. So, But it's yeah. just, you know, it sucks that conflicts, you know. It is, unfortunate. I was so yeah. happy. Red Bull, I've always wanted to work, like, official capacity. Like, obviously, we did a lot of the we side did. stuff. We did a lot of, the, like, the sides work over there. We did the main We did the main Red Bull TV broadcasts for Red Bull Kumite. Yeah, I guess that's It was true. literally the main broadcast. Uh, um, fair enough, fair enough. On okay. Red Bull TV. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. And then uh, Arc, Arc Revo America's registration is now open. Yeah, Check this is out. for this is for the uh, oops, I should have unchecked this. This is for the Americas region, which is uh, it's going to be U.S. West, U.S. East, U.S. Central, Canada, and Mexico are all five different regions for this one here. All right, let's get to the mailbag. All right, so the mailbag where the Ultra Chen crew answers your questions uh let's get to the first question over here if i can remember where i have it uh let's move that over here mailbag country over in mailbag country yep so I where you've always kept it you know so this is a question i thought was interesting he got a lot of responses in chat but i figured i wanted david's opinion on this one so uh, he asks, Drew asks via Twitter, after which Dune novel should I stop reading? I, I would personally say after the third, it becomes not very great. And especially once you get to what his, his son wrote, it's like not very great. However, oh. it's just, it's interesting, like world building. The whole Dune universe is just really fascinating. So if you want to read more about like the history of all the things that are in the book right. that I won't spoil then that's cool but the writing at that point the some of the story decisions are a little out there the first the first book is like an all-time great and then the second is like good and then by the third you're like eh, and then after that you know, okay read at your okay. own risk now are you gonna try to go see that in the theaters are you just gonna subscribe to hbo max how are you planning no, i'll to... see it in theaters yeah oh, okay cool cool nice nice Oops, sorry, I'm just trying to refresh your camera here again, but let's go to the next question. Oh, I clicked the wrong button on the wrong. T- I clicked the wrong button at the wrong. 
three, four. Yeah. Four. <laughs> You're more just like a wide, real wide boy. That's that's more what's going on. That's here. how I look. Oh no, you've thinned me out again. Right. That was I'm my gold. Oh, look yeah. at me. Look at me on my multiple gaming chairs. Mm. That's right. I have a gaming chair back there. I have um, so many gaming chairs DSL. for my gaming needs. Why is this? That's actually so parked in front of my 3D printer now. You can see some. Um, some prototypes of the split blocks down here. Oh, dang, um, nice. Cut. That's actually kind of neat. Okay. Let's see. What does that do? Okay, that cuts off. Oh, hey, I'm good, back good. a little bit. Good, oh, hello. Good. Oh, now I'm the thin out. You're a yeah, thin boy now. That'll make it <laughs> You're like a, a three fourths boy. That. There you go. All right. There we go. We did We're it. Back. We're back. <laughs> we did it, We're boys. Back. There we go. Okay. Uh, next question. Let's get to this over here. Uh, Duck Helmet via Twitter asks, if you read comics, what is your favorite comic book? If you don't read comics, why don't you? Uh, so that's like a, it's a weird question. It's a weird question because reading comic books doesn't necessarily entail reading like a monthly subscription. You know, like I'm not currently reading the latest run of Spider-Man. But I probably will in like five years when it's basically done or, or whatever the case is, right? When the story is established or when it's done. Uh, what I am reading right now is Invincible. And Invincible gets wordy. Lots of very big text bubbles, which I'm not always a big fan of in comic books. Like, for example, um, Watchmen. Watchmen has not as big of text bubbles as Invincible and okay. says a lot more with the okay. words that are used in Watchmen. <laughs> Got it. Uh, Got it. So, I mean, like, I, it's, it's not to say that Invincible is written poorly. It's just, it's it's wordy. Okay. So mm. it takes a long time to read it. But I'm enjoying it. I do like it a lot. The story's been great so far. Okay. I, I, I'm 69, 68, 69 issues in. Ooh. And I think the run was like 144. So I'm almost at the halfway point. Okay. Uh, it's, it's, it's pretty good. It's been an enjoyable read. That's, that's what I've been reading recently. Awesome. I mean, I, I, I don't read comics at this point in time. I just I just don't. Um, uh, the only but what real... about manga? Man I think manga counts. It's That's the just same. Yeah, yeah, yeah manga counts. Yeah, yeah. I don't read manga either. Um, I think, I mean, I just don't read, right? I, outside of the internet, I like barely read, which is unfortunate. Uh, I, I mean, but that's the case. You're like half not reading, right? Like it's What's that? Half. For comic books, you're half not reading. Yeah, that's right? true. Yeah, you're looking at. But I mean, it, let's just put this way: even before the internet, when I was growing up, I was not a reading kid. I did not like to read very much. So even back in the day when there wasn't even that many distractions, I just wasn't a reading kid kind of thing. So. Uh, but uh, the only comic book series that I ever did actually collect and, you know, I, me and my brother owned the actually the entire collection and it's still at my parents' house was the uh, initial Transformers run uh, on Marvel. So that's that's probably the only one that I can really count. But right now, like I said, the reason why I don't read comics is because I just I just don't read a lot in general. So uh, it's just how I am, sadly. Uh, so, yeah, that's it. I mean, I did really enjoy Watchmen. I did read it right before the movie came out because I wanted to read the actual thing before I saw the movie. Man, I used to read Watchmen once a year, every year, and then yeah. I let my buddy John, uh, re I let him borrow it, and then he moved from Atlanta to Kansas City didn't to play for the Falcons. Or he moved from Kansas City to Atlanta to play for the Falcons, and then 
I don't know what he did with it. <laughs> he lives in St. Louis now. I have never seen that book again. I've asked him about it. He said, what book? So I haven't, I haven't probably read it in like five or six years, but I used to read it every year. Ugh. The whole, the whole, you know, right. trade. Yeah. It's yeah. very good. I mean, it's, I, it's so good. Honestly, good. Watchmen, after I read it, you know, helped me define what I think is a good definition of art, which is something that, truly uses the medium in ways that this story or you know this artwork cannot be represented in other forms you know so i just feel like watchmen you know they made movies out of it etc etc but as a comic book like it takes advantage of everything that you can do in a comic book that it can be a book as well as have a comic in a comic, et cetera, et cetera, that just no, did, yeah. no yeah. other medium I feel like could represent it to the, to its true core properly. Man, I, I, I like, I liked the movie and I liked the Showtime show. Mm. I liked them both. I mean, they're not perfect, but I, I liked yeah. them both. I thought they were, they were, like they're the good movie. enough. It was pretty good. The that, Showtime that, show yeah. was real strong. I'm the sad they're not making a second season. Yeah. The opening I, sequence of the movie was like an, an amazing like 10 minutes or whatever it was. It was, yeah, and it yeah, really like explained the like right honestly, away like here it is. They did. That <laughs> it was, was good. good. It was good. It was good. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's why I think Silent Hill 2 is like one of the most artistic games ever made because the process that it puts you through to get you to the realization of what what is happening just wouldn't work in a book. It wouldn't work in a movie. It wouldn't work as a TV show. It only works because you're involved in what you're doing. And especially the way they determined how you get the ending in that game is based entirely on how you play. It's just like, it's like yeah. you cannot make that game. You cannot tell that story, which I think is one of the best stories I've ever experienced, read, watched, or whatever uh, in that in, of my life. Let's just put it that way. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, oh, I, right. I've oh, yeah, David. comic books, uh, but nothing that's like currently ongoing. I basically ask my friends every like three to five years or something like, hey, what's a what's a good series that I should read? <laughs> like, like recommend me like some trade paperback to, to buy or whatever. Uh, and so I've done that a bunch. I would say my favorite is the Sandman series. And second is Watchmen, as, as the classics go, as you guys know. Uh, yeah, those are those are probably my number one and two. I've read them both a bunch. All right, okay. we move on. Uh, first question. Uh, this question is from Phil Rufio uh, via Twitter. Favorite Halloween slash horror movie monster? I don't like horror movies, so take yeah. that. I, 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 I get too scared. I don't like being scared, and I get too scared when I watch movies. So I, I don't generally like the horror genre because... Then like horror fans, like real horror fans will tell you this like those movies suck. Like they're they're low budget, they're not good. They're like intentionally made that way. Like the majority of horror movies. There are really good horror movies out there. And I hate horror movies. Like I don't want to be scared. I don't like that yeah. shit. I'm not about it. But really good horror movies that are like actually good films, I'll force myself to watch because mm -hmm. they're artistic and I enjoy okay. that aspect okay. and, and and all that. Uh my favorite like horror villain though i guess like i guess jason Voorhees. i guess i don't know man like whatever I, they're all kind of the same like he went michael and space. jason are very similar 
Like Freddy is. I don't even know. You know, I, I mean, they're they're they both walk and can't die basically. Like okay, uh, they, don't, they don't use guns. They both only kill with blades basically, or with like their bare hands. Like they're very okay. similar characters. They just have different backstories. But anyways, yeah, I I, I guess Jason just because he has a hockey mask on and yeah, I don't I don't have like a good one. On sorry. Board. I will say my favorite is Jack Frost, the Killing Snowman. Oh because he's, man! Because he's frosting and accosting, baby. That's why. No, <laughs> I remember. I remember the uh, <laughs> the, the lenticular VHS tapes that yeah, had like yeah, 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 Jack Frost uh-huh. smiling and the Jack Frost evil. Yeah, I remember yeah. those. No, because the first movie, the first Jack Frost movie, says he's chilling and killing. And then on the second one was he's icing and slicing. So me and my brother and my friend Jason and Investigation Co., the four of us were hanging out. And they were like, he was like, what will we say for the third movie? And I said, he's frosting and accosting. And I just thought that that was the greatest thing one. ever. Uh, my my real answer, I have no idea. Uh, again, yeah. I, we're a bad group of people here because none of us like horror movies, apparently. Yeah, yeah, sorry. So. yeah nothing, nothing against that stuff. It's just not for me. So I don't have much of an opinion on it. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Sorry, 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 Phil Rufio. Uh, so let's get to the next question. This is from uh, Jiggly Purin. Oops, Jiggly Purin here. It was, what was it like for stick users before the age of Mad Cat's TE and accessible parts shops? Oh, God. <laughs> well, well, well. Let me just uh, bring this out for you right here. Just sitting right here. This is what it was oh, like. Oh, God. This monstrosity Dude. is what it was like. We all had sticks that we built or that other people built for us or were one of, like, literally three or four options that were being sold. It was a, it was a very different time. And once this came out, da-da-da. Uh, yeah, totally different story. It was much Dude. more accessible. I mean, b- b- before, if you wanted to play and you were playing on stick, which basically everybody was, um, and you didn't have yours... Like good luck buying or borrowing somebody else's. There was no standardization. Everybody's was different, Dude. and um, and if you know, you would often go to an event, and a crew would show up that had like two sticks for five people or whatever, <laughs> and so there, it was like very common that uh, tournaments were delayed because you had to wait for somebody to finish playing on a stick that somebody else was going to use Wong, after that. you're up. Justin Wong and Justin Kuhn. I can't. Yipes is using my stick. <laughs> Dude, that was very common. That was very common. And sometimes you would get matches between people who were using the same stick. And so then they would have to be like, all right, well, who uses the stick and who borrows somebody else's yeah. stick? And it was just a real different story. It's much better to have more standardization. And shout outs to the Mad Cats for and, starting that off. And again, people don't even realize it sucked back then because even in the arcades, it was a very different thing. We had Octogates. We had circular gates. We had the uh, joysticks that didn't have the cherry switches, that they were the true 360 joysticks and stuff like that. You had the joysticks, depending on the arcade, would have different tightnesses. And, you know, like a lot of the old school players still like their joysticks. So that's like basically a workout, basically. And like none of the home controllers could replicate it. I mean, like I said, I had one joystick that I bought from KB Toys that I got mad and punched it, and that was the end of the stick. Like, I punched it, like, not even that hard. Like, it was just a standard, like, 
bam kind of thing and it was done like that was not it. even that hard i just put a hole right through the face yeah, plate i mean i kind of did Which because that's plastic. how that's how crappy the materials was for this thing but i mean honestly there was no homogeneity it was miserable the fact that these new joysticks have gotten everybody to using get used to using square gates to using convex <laughs> buttons all these things like that square gates really, what are you talking about i'm octogate baby all right all the all the smart and normal people I mean, that's actually now. fair because yeah. Hanzo Gonzo and I use <laughs> Octogates. That's, that's a lot. I mean, uh, one of the problems, obviously, is that because you use Octogates, and again, this is not saying anything about you, but like it makes it harder for you to share controllers with people. Goddamn right, right it does. I do that. Hey, can I borrow your sick ass shirt? Octogate. Never mind. Yeah, uh -huh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I want it anyways. I don't want you to use my stick. Yeah. Get out and, of here, you. And bum. in fact, joysticks were also so. So, like they were so like important to have that uh, two of my two hundred dollar Hori sticks that you could only buy from Japan were stolen from me at FGC events because I left them on a table too long and someone's like, "Is this anybody's? All right, I'll use it," and then they just keep it forever, basically at that point. So yeah, it sucks. All right, let's uh, move on. Yeah, it was a it was a different time for sure. All right, so uh, next question over here comes from Juan Flores. Uh, and this is, what's your favorite non-FGC-related thing to do during downtime? And when's the last time you were able to do so? I mean, if it's just like, hey, I like playing Teppin. I mean, does that count? I play No More Heroes 3. Absolutely. Like, happened yesterday, happened earlier, you know, kind of thing. Absolutely, so. man. Yeah. I don't really have um, one thing. I I when I'm not playing fighting games and I have downtime, I hang out with a friend or family. I read, I write, I play other video games. I feel like I'd have a lot of stuff and if it was like any one thing, I would get bored of it pretty fast, I think. So I yeah, I don't I don't have I've been fiddling with this friggin' 3D printer for the last 6 months on my downtime. So it feels I just, for like a year you've been going. It's at been that about six months at this point. Jeez. Yeah, I know. I know. But that process of fiddling with it, I really enjoy. So I just, I really want to have variety and that's what I make sure to do. Speaking of fiddling, my favorite thing is to fiddle with my cookware. I really like cooking. Okay. So I uh, do a lot of cooking. Um, I don't know, man. I play a lot of games. I'm actually a really in busy individual nowadays. Yeah. I... Uh, I mean, obviously, I stream four days a week, if you count this, sometimes on the weekends. Um, I have a secret thing I'm working on that you guys will probably never, I mean, you two will know about it. Other people will probably never know about, um, but it's for a, a tournament that, you know, I care about. So that has me really busy. Um, I have other things in the works that are, like, I, I just, I don't have a lot of free time anymore, so... I don't know, it's weird for me to say that, because I'm not, I've never looked at myself as the type of person that, like works hard you know whatever the hell yeah. that looks like i guess but yeah i guess i am that guy now all of a sudden okay. and That's it cool. keeps me pretty busy i mean it makes me yeah. appreciate my my saturdays and sundays more i guess sure dude but uh, even sure. even then like i like I'm, I'm like hanging out i'm probably cooking something new if i if i'm in the mood for it like reading comic books you know playing gunfire with you and keats and mm. etc like you know I, I have plenty to do like i'm i'm not <laughs> There's, no, there's not like a point where I'm like, man, I haven't done that thing I love in a long time unless it's like yeah. 
go to a tournament, you know, like stuff that we right, can't do course. really right now. Actually, but. one of my favorite things that I love to do that's not the fighting game, I'm going to do right now. It's a kitty cat. Look at that There's big miles. boy. Oh, no. He's disappeared into the fog. Oh. Aw. Right. My little kitty and cats are outside the of the kitty. office right now, so I, I don't have access to... He was asleep. Cat. He's very confused. Hi, baby. Yeah. Jasmine is still on my lap, by the way, so Aww. I have both of the cats over here. Mm-hmm. I definitely agree with you guys. This is a this is an important thing as well. Cuddling yeah. with kids. <laughs> agree, agree, All right. agree. All right. Move on. Next question from... Uh, this one is from Tavi Turnip. Are cheese and peanut butter foods that one should proudly eat straight from the container instead of putting onto other foods asking for a friend? That one should or can, because there's a difference here. Whatever, what do you prefer? Uh, I think both ways are, are appropriate. Dude, like, I, yeah. I, there's there's not a human in America that's not gone to their fridge and opened up their craft pre-shredded cheese and shoved it in their mouth at 3 a.m. All right, everybody's done that. You're I can't right. say the same maybe for peanut butter, but I can imagine it. Why not? Peanut butter is delicious. Dude, take guy. a spoon. Boom. Yeah, there you go. Peanut butter. Like I don't see why not. But also, these things on other stuff is incredible. Like yeah, both, both is the answer. You're yeah. right. Because <laughs> I, I mean, I eat cheese and peanut butter all the time. Like not peanut butter less so than I used to, but uh, both of those things are delicious and can be eaten yeah. by themselves for ding nathan is just stare like he looks like he's a he's, oh What's no actually on, he's nathan? falling asleep he's falling asleep oh, is what good night doing. baby Sleepy boy. I, look i i eat a lot of cheese um my wife and i have a cheese guy that we go to at the local farmer's market you have a cheesemonger we have we do have a cheese guy who we go to you're and, you're uh, also the whitest know. person i know now you're the nerdiest person and you're jewish and you're still somehow the whitest person i know now because you have a cheese you have a monger I have a you, monger. You have a monger of any okay. sort. That's we have, incredible. We have, we have the cheese guy, we have the strawberry guy, and we have the bread company. Those are the you have several mongers? What, what is this? Just because he's white and nerdy. Exactly. Yeah. White and nerdy. Because he's really white and nerdy. Guy. I don't know wrong with him, man. It's just so, you don't think about it. I mean, it. I eat that cheese by itself because, like, it's for breakfast. I'll just make, like, a not make i will cut up some cheese and eat the cheese and i'll have the bread that we got and all the strawberries that we got and it's like a great great breakfast um so anyway quit being weird everybody Uh, i also really (laughs) like peanut butter and i eat it all the time both with things and also just by itself i'm a fan of laura scudder's brand getting a spoon of peanut butter and just chomping away at that spoon is delicious damn i'm the fattest guy here and i've never done that i got a cheese really? guy that's right i'm, I'm gonna try it now i've never done it peanut i mean it sounds good i like peanut butter why not peanut butter is delicious what, what else peanut. do we got here all right Sub-Atar. yeah we're way past time yep all right subatar asks uh strangest vehicle tool machine you can confidently say that you can expertly operate whoa uh silk screening press for t-shirts Oh, cool! A manual, a-, a manual, old school silk screening press for T-shirts. That's a great answer, actually. I'm gonna say my 3D printer at an expert level, which is currently broken. But, <laughs> but, <laughs> Wait, what? But I know exactly what's broken. I know uh, that I know that it's right between the the nozzle and somewhere in the heat block. There's a little bit of a of a um, 
blockage and all I got to do is just flush out the blockage, which I also know how to do sure. at this point. So yes, because it's broken doesn't mean that I'm not an expert at it. In fact, knowing how to solve the problems with it means that I'm an expert. So if you think about it, when it's broken, I get to show off my expertise. I think, anyway, it, me I think it means you're an expert Googler. Nailed it. That's what I think Nailed it. it. Uh, I can shrink wrap things. I know how to shrink wrap things. I don't know if that mm, all right. actually counts. Sure, why um, not? I've changed my car's tires before. I don't know. I guess I don't have a good answer for this one. All right, oh, let's just move on. The three D printer's <laughs> broken. I, show, I showed off the little prototypes that I had earlier. Oh no! Oh, there we go. All right. So, uh, Dead Eye Dave asks, uh, video game that you are best at that is not a fighting game? I think everybody should know my answer on that question right there. That is clearly Tetris. <laughs> Tetris. Oh, God. I'm Tepin. I'm not. Outer Wild. It's definitely Outer Wild. <laughs> oh, God. That is your best game, dude. Okay. Freaking physics, dude. Absolutely, it's Outer Wild. It's interesting. There was, some, there was a revelation I had about that recently. It's just like probably has to do with the fact that my sense of direction is really bad because of the left right the left-handed right-handed switching and stuff like that and why I get so motion sick at like those uh you know universal studio rides and stuff like that sure. and when I do virtual reality like I get super sick so like in in a game where you're meant to move in 360 directions and you can't feel your physics and I can't get that feel relation like i just it just turns me into complete uselessness <laughs> i don't have a good answer to this because i don't play other video games to get good at them um oh, that sounds maybe silly but yeah i uh, if i'm playing another game i'm not being competitive at it and part of the reason that i'm playing another game is because i don't want to be competitive at the moment so I'm not like looking for the coolest things to do. I'm not looking for the optimal stuff to do necessarily. I'm not being like a slouch. I'm not like purposely doing bad, but I'm also not going to like optimize as much as I can. So um, I don't know that I have a good answer to this really. I think my most recent answer, and I guess it probably doesn't really count, would be Brawlhalla. I was pretty strong at that game. Um, it's still pretty much a fighting. I mean, game, I was right? good at like Warcraft three a thousand years ago. Like I've been good at other games, but yeah. But I mean, I'm just thinking like something yeah. that I played recently, like I went hard on was like five years ago. It would probably be mm. Brawlhalla. Previously, it would have been Madden. I was right. real, 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 real good at Madden. I was real, real good at all pro football. Uh, like sports games I used to have a knack for. I don't really care anymore. Hmm. Yeah. Like, <laughs> there's multiple reasons why I don't play them competitively anymore. Um I'm trying to think. Like, there's other things. Like, most games that are multiplayer, I'll try at least a little bit to be good, just to see if I like mean, I like the game at that level, right? Again, like, Tetris, I don't want to. Tetris doesn't have to be competitive, right? So, I mean, it's just it doesn't. Is there, yeah, is there something out there that not even necessarily competitive game? Uh, no, because if I play a single player game, it's like dread. It's it's just like a single player okay. game that I don't sure. care if I'm good in someone else's eyes. Like, I'm not a speedrunner. Right. Yeah. So like I don't I don't like try to be great at those games. I just play them and enjoy them as they come. Agreed. Okay. So I oh rock, I guess Rocket Arena, best best guy na world retired yeah, I mean, best guy. You were absolutely one of the top ten Kai players in the world. What I was happened absolutely to that game? Top two. Dude, it just never found an audience. Yeah, it was, it was a great okay. game that just it, never got really picked up. It by probably it. should have been free to play. Like there, there uh, had some right, issues there. Okay. 
But yeah, I just never really found an audience. Stephanie Brownback via Twitter asks, if the three of you were bosses in a Mega Man game, what would your name and powers be? I hey, mean, what are, look. What are Ultraman's powers? I, I, was al- I was already in Mega Man 2. Woodman, right? I mean, it, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Worst name for a Mega Man boss ever, by the way. So, um, I pronounced it Woodman. Yeah, Woodman, it was like, Woodman. like a last name. You can't. Yeah. Woodman. Dude, Dude I, I I've been doing that since I was a little kid because I thought it was hilarious. I'm I'm growing up in this uh you know this um, Jewish area, well, not Jewish area, but but with with Jewish friends and family, and uh, they all have not all. Some of them have last names that end in Mun Mun, and I was like, oh, this is yeah Woodman. This is what you know Heatman. All these guys. <laughs> I always thought that was funny. Oh, God. Gutsman. Uh, I think Good old Gutsman. Is there, Weed Man is, there is Tackle pretty- Man. Tackle Man. Tackle Man. Yeah, that, that would be me. That would be me. That's a good one, actually. Tackle and Man. And I would be, be tackling. I would be dressed up like a football player, and I'd be tackling. And I'd have rockets that shoot out of my butt that make me tackle real fast. That's actually pretty cool. That sounds like it could be yeah. an actual character. Yeah, I know. Yeah, right? you're, welcome. you're welcome, Capcom. How about you make a t- Mega Man 12? Or better yet, an X9. Tackle Man, you can put him in X9. You have, you have my permission. Tackle Man. You can put him in Tackle Man in, in X9. It would have to be Tackle Rhino. Oh, yeah, sure. Whatever. Make it right. an animal. I don't care. Yeah. Or or Tackleed Rhino or whatever, you know, because they tried yeah, to build. exactly. Duff like McWhalen, like dude. Duff McWhalen is still the best one, dude. What about you, David? 3D Printer Man? Well, let's see. Um, I'm going to go with. Br- with brittle who man <laughs> here we go again just be who man that's it it's all you need to do is just be who man brittle who man uh my my talents or my abilities are to um my shoulders fall off my arms fall off and then they come hey, you know you can break into you. pieces and it'll miss and then you form back together. And then, I form, and then yeah, yeah, you can shoot your arms. When Mega Man thinks that he's killed me and I've exploded into a thousand bits, that's actually just everyday life for me. That's a Skullgirl yeah, character, re- right? I reconstitute I... myself. <laughs> well, it's a will, Mega Man character now. I will be Catman, and I will make you try to give Jasmine a bath. And that's my way of killing you, basically. So, um... Otherwise, I would be Tetramino Man. I'd be, you know, uh... What else could I be? Salt man? Salt man. Salt man. There we go. Mm. Isn't there be... actually a salt man? I feel like that's already one of the... Bosses. No, there's no salt man. There's no salt man. Well, there should so. be. Rage man would be a good one, actually. Rage, rage man. man could exist. Yeah, yeah. that could be a thing. Rage man would work. I could do rage man. And again, I can tell you salt man doesn't exist because there was still the one time I was sitting there at work just doing my work and Justin Wong gives me a phone call and I'm like, what the hell What is Justin calling me for? <laughs> Pick up the phone. And he's like, quick, James, James, I'm in the middle of a video game trivia contest. Uh, name me the three Mega Man characters from the original series that have time stop powers. And I was like, flash man, uh, uh, time man and centaur man. He's like, thanks. And I just thought oh, that was it. What a guy. It's that easy, dude. <laughs> you, know, you know how sometimes you're not sure. Actually, if it wasn't Time Man at the time. Time Man is from Mega Man, uh, the the remake. Uh, who was the Who was the other one? It was God. 
Now, see, now I feel bad because wow. I can't remember. Speaking of time, confused. man. Wow. Okay, yeah, okay, I know. okay, 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 okay. I sorry, know. sorry, sorry. <laughs> nice work. It still is there. I had to take it. Uh, that's the last one. That's the last one. Oh. Well, we did it. Good job, guys. I temporarily believe that that in my memory that I submitted a character to the Nintendo Power um, my Mega Man contest where you could design a character and then right, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh -huh. put it in. <laughs> you know how sometimes when you're a kid, you're like, yeah, yeah. not sure man. what's real or not. Like, was it a dream or was it mm -hmm. a memory? Uh, there was definitely a period of time where I was like, yeah, I got and I think I I think I thought I got hard man in <laughs> like. I mean, look, I would believe you made that. Hard man, huh? I made hard man. I made hard man. Yeah. No, it was bright man. That's right. Thank you guys. Thank you. That's who it was. It was a, uh, it was bright man. Flash man, bright man, and centaur man were the ones. Anyway, thanks for joining us for the Ultra Ten Tuesday <laughs> show. <laughs> we did it, boys. I can't give a crap about that. Anyways, uh, <laughs> let me uh, play some birds for people. Ah, where's the birds? There they are. There they are. You did it. Yay. Thank you guys for watching. We will see you guys next time. Peace out. I hope that these eyebrow things are making sense in the context because I'm nailing the tempo perfectly. I just want you guys to know. I don't know if it's coming off like that because it has to go through the internet to get there. For me, it was an excellent job. Good on my end.